It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. And this is it. 15 weeks of high school basketball that we have brought you every Friday night through the high school basketball season. And now we're at semifinal Friday. Just one more game to go tonight before we know the participants in the three state championship games tomorrow. Ryan Epling alongside Rick Marone and early in the show. We cut him off last week, <laughs> so we just decided to be polite and just bring him in the studio. Give him the entire three hours. Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal joins us in the studio tonight. Rick Kozlowski, nice to have you in. It's an honor to be here. <laughs> and see, we won't cut Rick off now. <laughs> But the problem is I've got two Ricks co-hosting with me, so I'll have to be a little more It's called Rick Squared. Yeah, Rick Squared here. and uh, Boy, guys, high school basketball state tournament is always a special time in Charleston. The weather's been a little awkward outside the past few days. Um, we're talking cold temperatures and thunderstorms, which don't go together generally, but, you know, that is what it is. See yeah. the lightning when it's 30 degrees, it's awkward. <laughs> yeah, and Cos uh, was talking about the, the fog and the other things that come with that. So uh, it's kind of treacherous out there. And when that temperature hovers around that freezing mark and then goes a little above or below. And, uh, Rick, I know you were fighting the elements to get down here, but it's kind of a, a wacky weather for a, a March. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks ago, I'm out in my yard working in the yard. <laughs> and this week... Ten inches of snow. Thankfully, oh thankfully, I got out of town before it hit. And, and maybe my wife uh, has shoveled the driveway. I'm not too sure. I'll find out tomorrow when I head home. Well, when you're parked in the road and have to get out and go get the shovel, we'll find out for sure what happened there. But, uh, guys, semifinal Friday in many ways is... Almost as much as the state championship. The semifinal day is kind of a pinnacle because you have all three classes there playing their state semifinal games. You have the fan bases of eight schools or four schools in each class trying to get down. You've got a total of um, you know 12 schools that played today, trimming it to six. We've got one game left to go tonight between University and Huntington to set the AAA final. And uh, Rick Marone, before we just do a quick scoreboard update uh, on the scores from earlier today and setting the championship game matchups for tomorrow, things are a little bit different at the Charleston Civic Center this year in terms of they're in the midst of a remodeling right on the Lee Street side, which is the side next to the mall, which is where most people park to go to the state tournament. Uh, it's been a little bit of a different atmosphere there uh, kind of because of that, the Charleston Civic Center getting a major renovation it's going to look fantastic when it's completed, um, but at the same time, still hosting events in the midst of it, and still just a, a special time for a lot of communities to get together and go support their high school basketball team. Yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, it's going to be uh, awesome when they get it all the way done. You can kind of see what they're envisioning, and a lot of it uh, has been completed, but it is a different look, and you got to take a few detours and around different places, but it's really nice once you, you get there. But as you mentioned, Ryan, uh, semifinal Friday to me is the best uh, day of the whole week because, one, you've got a lot of teams that are on a roll. I mean, if you get to the semifinals of the state tournament, they're playing good basketball. So not that they don't in the first round, I'm not saying that, but you can see some games in 
in that first round that are a little bit of mismatch. But you get to the semifinals and and uh, and cause I tell you what, you get teams that are at the kind of the peak of their game and they they go head to head. And I think it just creates an atmosphere that uh, kind of lends itself to the dramatic. We saw some of that tonight, but it's also it, it's the communities coming out and supporting their teams, and uh, it's really just a great environment. Absolutely, and I think what happens when you have the weekend, it's a better opportunity for people to come. Right. There, I know, for instance, Thursday, I'm sorry, Wednesday, I'm not sure what day of the week it is. <laughs> Wednesday, Martinsburg, I think, had 18 people in the stands. I don't even think they had any students. And traditionally what I've heard from people back on the Eastern Panhandle is they'll come down Friday if Martinsburg wins or if Hedgesville wins or whomever wins because they don't they, they don't want to make the long journey and have to turn right back around. But the opportunity to stay a Friday into a Saturday seems to be more appealing. Yeah. And, and yeah, before we get any further, uh, Coach Ronan, I'll knock this one out for you. We'll do a, <laughs> a, our first scoreboard update of the night. Looking for scores? Look no more. Visit basketballnight.com. Of course, it is semifinal Friday, so there are only six games. Five of them are complete. One is just about to get underway. Let's go through the semifinals. First four class single A. Earlier today, it was Ravenswood, the number two seed, defeating number six seed Madonna, 41-36. Ravenswood will play in the Class A state championship game tomorrow at noon against Notre Dame, the Irish. On St. Patrick's Day, eyes smiling as Notre Dame defeats Wheeling Central. That was a four-over-one Final score was 73-51. The Irish get the big victory over the Maroon Knights. Class AA semifinals. Game that just wrapped up a few moments ago inside the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum. Number one seed Fairmont Senior advances to the state championship game again for the third straight year for the Polar Bears. They beat Mingo Central. The number one seed beats the number five seed 62-44. Fairmont Senior is going to take on Chapmanville Regional. The Tigers will play for their first ever Boys State Championship, making their first appearance in a Boys State Championship game on uh, tomorrow afternoon. Again, as Chapmanville defeated Lincoln this morning, 57-40. So Chapmanville and Fairmont Senior for the AA Boys Championship. AAA semifinal, one game in the books, and it was a classic. Top seed Capital defeats number four seed Morgantown. 52-50. The Cougars get the come-from-behind victory. And one game left to go tonight. Number two, University. Number three, Huntington. In what should be a dandy in Charleston. We'll keep you updated on that score all throughout the night. That is a check of your basketballnight.com scoreboard. Cause I know you were at that Capital-Morgantown game. Morgantown led for much of it. Capital took a late lead. And Morgantown had a shot for the win at the end. And you had a, a pretty good perspective of that shot. Absolutely. I was sitting in the top deck overlooking the basket to which Morgantown shot. Had the young man taken one half step, one more dribble, he swishes the shot. The shot went off the front of the rim. It was right on line. You know, 
that's the way it goes sometimes. <laughs> and, and, and Rick, just great ball games and some um, fantastic performances along the way too. Uh, I think that Capital Squad opened a lot of eyes for people who weren't necessarily familiar with them with how they played in the quarterfinal round win over Parkersburg South. And then today, that was a struggle against reigning state champion Morgantown. The reigning state champion never goes away easy. And uh, Morgantown, I mean, gave Capital all they wanted and almost more than they wanted. Yeah, I tell you, there were several games today that really were that state tournament kind of possession, just kind of slug it out, and that was one of them. And Capitals, you mentioned, trailed a big part of the game, and then uh, they made plays down the stretch. They uh, closed uh, with a flurry, and as you mentioned, not easy to dethrone the defending champion, and Morgantown wasn't going down without a fight. But I tell you what, with Capital, they've just got so many weapons, and uh, Rodgers and Pittman had big games for them today. But uh, they're a good ball club. They've got a new coach this year, uh, you know, uh, Coach Green, and uh, it's kind of not been understated, but they've, they've been a little under the radar. They are one of the top teams. They're always in the polls. They're always ranked up there. But sometimes they get to the state tournament, and you really don't know what you're going to get. But, Kaz, uh, you watched that game this, this, this evening today, and uh, this Capital team, a very capable team of trying to take it all the way. Uh, absolutely. I, After watching their quarterfinal game, I thought Capital was going to run away with the thing. They, they played so well in, in the first game. And they came on tonight just when they needed it. They looked like they were dead in the water. Mm-hmm. And that last minute, I don't know that Morgantown necessarily played as wisely as you see from a typical Morgantown team. But Capital made some terrific plays. A couple steals late, layups, three-point play opportunities. They, they, they earned a victory, there's no question. Well, and Ryan, one other thing. When you think about going two for 11 from the three-point line, uh, really struggling offensively, 17-41 overall, when you don't shoot well and you can find a way to win the ball game, that's a sign of a championship team, and I think they showed that. Yeah, when, when you can get away with that on a night and you're a, <laughs> typically a pretty good shooting team, you know what happens the next night, right? It, it, law of averages. <laughs> yes. You, it, you balance it out. And uh, it's just, to me, what Capital has done this year, you know, first-year coach. He's the son of Rick Green, the coach at George Washington, who's been successful for a long time there, and that creates a different dynamic. And, um, you know, just a, a great game there today. I mean, Morgantown had two players foul out, had two players finish with four fouls. Capital had two players finish with four fouls. So it was a little bit of a slugfest, a little bit sloppy at times. But, you know, in the end, Capital gets the win. But Morgantown's going to lament its free throw shooting for the night. Nine of 22 at the charity stripe in a two-point me semifinal Me and Kaz loss. could probably shoot a little higher percentage than that, couldn't we, Kaz? Well, I used to shoot Rick Barry style. <laughs> That's all right. That's a two-hand <laughs> underhand shot. Yeah. And I'm sure that uh, the young listeners out there have no idea what I'm referring to. They, our generation called it granny style. Yeah. Well, I'm a grandpa, so. There you go. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know why more people, and, and uh, it, this sounds like an old person getting on the soapbox. I don't know why more people don't shoot like that. Um, I mean. Well, probably because it has to do with style points. Exactly. We all have to look good. <laughs> Which shows up not at all on the scoreboard. No, and and that's you know Morgantown is typically a fundamentally strong team that you don't expect is going to be missing foul shots, and yes, they they miss quite a few. And that was after Morgantown had defeated George Washington in the opening round. So 
Coach Tallman there at Morgantown got to see the Green family over the course of this week. Uh, he got one. He didn't get the other. But they were 26 of 38 in the quarterfinal round game from the free throw line. Of course, a lot of fouls down the stretch there as that game's being stretched out a little bit. Um, but, you know, uh, I just can't – can't help but think they're going to kick themselves a little bit over that one. Well, those are those are the things that you really kick yourself over because you can control that. You're normally a good shooting team, as uh, Kaz said, but you get under the bright lights and you've got to get it done. And I'll tell you what happens, Ryan, a lot of times people remember those ones late in the game. But as a coach, I can tell you the ones that gut you are the ones in that first and second quarter when nobody really notices. But if you followed that game and, and Rick was there, they missed quite a few early in that game and they still had the lead. And, and you, you really don't look back on it until you get separated from it and then you really it really cost them. Absolutely. I watched Musselman yesterday, two out of eight early on, and I kept thinking this is going to come <laughs> back to haunt them. Mm-hmm. And maybe it did. You know, it might have changed the tenor of the game. But you you got to hit those shots early. That's what you know. People talk about a play at the end of the game or an official's call. Those officials are making the same calls That's during right. the course of the game. You throw the ball away, it has the same effect in the first quarter yep. as it does in the fourth quarter. But you just don't see it in the first That's half. Right. You just, okay, well, we'll, we'll just you know, kind of throw that, away, mm-hmm. throw, that, throw that out. But, you know, those mistakes, you know, don't, don't seem as important, but they, but they are. I just feel like too. You mentioned that it changed it, that that it potentially changed the tone of the game, and that's something that I think a lot of people will just look at the final score of that Huntington Musselman game from day one or day two, excuse me, and just see sixty five forty eight and go, eh, wasn't that close. But Musselman gets the ball through the net a couple times there early from the free throw line. Perhaps that does change the way that game plays out because again, we're talking about high school age kids. Confidence can come and go sometimes. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's just uh, – sometimes it is really the first few moments of the game that, that define Dick how the game the plays the whole out. game. And then, Ryan, that was 22-19 at halftime. So it was a close game at the half, and Musselman shot herself in the foot early. But I can tell you, having been on the bench on both sides, when you get into the state tournament – Big Mo, as they say, slips on a jersey and he keeps it on. So if you get behind early and the thing starts to snowball, in that environment it can really get on top of you. And I think teams that get off to good starts in the state tournament definitely have an advantage and set themselves up for the latter stages. Final game of the night is underway between Huntington and University. We'll have an update on that. We'll also talk about the girls' tournament, which wrapped up Last weekend in the Charleston Civic Center, three new state champions. We've got one of the head coaches when we come back. This is our first break on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Thanks for joining us tonight. We're streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. Visit basketballnight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. You can watch our high-definition video stream by going to basketballnight.com. All it takes is one click to watch. We're also on... Facebook Live, go to RSN Sports Facebook page. You can watch us there. You can also watch us 
statewide. On Network West Virginia Channel 2, we're also on Comcast Channel 25, and in the tri-state area, Armstrong Channel 204. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism at Marshall is important. It's serious, and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide in a multi-billion dollar industry. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Join us on Twitter tonight at hoops underscore roundup. At hoops underscore roundup. galaxy far, far away. Martinsburg is far, far away. There was a Jedi Master. He's a wordsmith, just because. The Force is great tonight, here at Basketball Friday Night. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? It's three full hours of Jedi Master Wordsmith. Tonight, it's all cause, all the time. And we welcome you back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Upling, Rick Marone, and Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal. How red is my face right now? (laughs) (laughs) They'll do that to you, trust me. People, feel free to turn your screen down, the the 10 on the screen. (laughs) Oh, guys, uh, the guys in the back have a lot of fun at our expense, I and mean, sometimes you don't realize that, but it's it's all in good fun, and, and we appreciate all they do because, well, we wouldn't be here without them. Speaking of being here and what we're here to talk about, high school basketball, last week, in, last weekend, Saturday, championship Saturday for the girls, Fairmont Senior gets over the hump, wins the class AA state championship, 54-42 was the final the Polar Bears defeated Bluefield in the title game. Corey Hines is the head coach at Fairmont Senior. He joins us now. And first off, Coach Hines, congratulations on your Class AA state championship. Hey, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Um, it's a great feeling. And, and, and I just noticed you get things when you win a state championship. <laughs> like I'm in the Charleston Mall right now, back in one of the corridors, because I was walking through the mall when you guys called. And, and it was kind of loud. <laughs> so she said, go in a quiet place. And they was nice enough to let me walk in these corridors. <laughs> Hopefully I don't get escorted out by the police. <laughs> but I'm, doing, I'm the first coach ever to do an interview from the corridors of the Charleston Mall. So hey. put that down, too. Hey, greatly appreciate you taking your time to talk with us. And, and, and Coach, I know, has it really sunk in for you now, almost a week later? I cannot lie, it has not sunk in. Like, I was just walking. I was just, I came down, like, <laughs> Uh, true story. First time in like five years, I came down to watch my cousin play Zion and um, him and Jalen Bridges. 
came to watch him play. Because, you know, previous years I couldn't come because I didn't want to answer all them questions about what I would have, could have, should have did. So <laughs> I said I could come to this one. So <laughs> I could come to this one. Uh, previous ones, man, I couldn't come to, man. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to stay home. So usually, <laughs> so last year when our boys was doing real well, I was at home. So I said, I told my cousin Zion, I said, I'll be down, man, and check you out. So, so is that so a, it's, it's a great feeling. Is that a superstitious thing or just a case that you don't want to second-guess anybody? Well, it, it, it's partially because you don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear <laughs> what you could have did. You know what I'm saying? You know, man, Coach, if you would have did this, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, everybody in the stands is undefeated. So they can tell you what you should have did. So <laughs> that's what I tell people. So, but, man, no, it hasn't sunk in, man. I, I just, I mean, I really enjoy this moment for the girls, man. And uh, Erica Bowles and Abby Staller, man, four years of hard work and dedication. And for it to pay off for them young ladies, man, it's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Hey, Coach, Coach Marone here. Congratulations. And uh, that was uh, what I wanted to ask you about. I mean, it took a lot of resilience, I think, the last two years to be runner-up. A lot of teams maybe couldn't have gotten back on track. I mean, to lose one would be tough. You all had back-to-back really tough losses in the finals. And uh, it just got to make you proud to see a group that just kept on uh, persevering and then to see it pay off in the end. That's got to be just a great feeling. Oh man, it's the best. It's one of the best feelings in the world. See, a lot of people like, um, like I was talking about Eric and Nabby, like three state titles. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and um, also, you know, one game short of, of making it. You know, so they, they the only thing that they've known is Charleston. And then you take players like Angela Delorenzo and Anissa Jordan. It's the only thing Anissa, Anissa Jordan, only thing her and Courtney know, and Abby Faulkner is championships. That's all that they know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was talking to I was talking to her and Courtney just now. I said, "Man, you know, y'all got a lot of pressure. You know what I'm saying? Because the only thing they know is championships. So, um, uh, like I told people before, man, got a great coaching staff. Man, Corey Body, Ryan Severe, uh, Ashley Holloway. They, those people was working, and there's a lot of people in the summer that work with these kids. Um, that's doing a great job. Um, um, Deion Dobbs, Jerry West, you know, Ronnie News, and Carl Watkins. There's a lot of people that's that." helps you get to these points and then you got to pay homage and respect to those people that's working well coach i'll say one thing having been there several times too but not been able to win the championship you guys by far were the best dressed coaching staff there i was very impressed hey, and you might may be calling you next year to try and get some fashion <laughs> tips <laughs> hey hey i got hey i got your back now, we're the best dressed for about three or four years that's I, true the best dressed <laughs> Hey, I, we we didn't been down here five years. Not quite been the best best trip. But you, you know never had the same outfit twice. I checked it. Hey, well, hey, that's why hey, he hey. was at the mall tonight. He has to buy new clothing. Hey, hey, that's true. That's why they let me in this corridor. I was walking down. They was like, Coach Hines. You know, I'll see you after I do this interview. Oh yeah, and it, it, it's. Hey, hey, believe it or not, guys, we do take pride in that. Like, we come in, and we be, we be sitting there saying, oh, man, this outfit, we're going to kill him in this. That's what we say. You know, so, yeah. you, you laugh through that, but does that kind of help take the pressure off a little bit, maybe before a game, or you hey. just kind of, you know, just relax a little bit, have some fun? Hey, it does. And, and I don't know if you notice our, our, our uniforms, our girls' white uniforms and stuff. So the girls are getting a lot of compliments on them and stuff. So, but it makes you feel – I'm one of those people that feel that if you, you, know, you, you dress good, you look good, you play good. I, I, that's, I mean, 
even though I dressed nice a couple championships ago, we didn't play well. <laughs> that theory might have been a little bit off, but I mean, it worked. Worked to perfection this time. So I, I'm, I'm going to sit there and say, you dress well, you play well. I'm going back. Hey, Coach, uh, one other thing real quick. Uh, just the, the the culture you've created there, I, I notice, uh, and I'm a coach too, I kind of watch things like the bench and other things like that. All your players are engaged when people come on and off the floor. They're encouraging each other. Everybody stands up. and they. I mean, I know that's something that starts at the top with you and your staff, but how important is it that you're in a situation where the kids have bought in and you know everybody's in and whatever their role is, and that's really what it takes to be a champion? Hey, um... It, it took some fighting, kicking, and screaming because <laughs> you, you, the, the ones you got to convince, man, is the parents. Because right. like, you know, the parents will be asking questions. Like, you know that as coaching. And it's like, um, but what we're trying to get our kids to understand, man, it's thousands and thousands of kids just trying to get a college scholarship. And you got to do something that's going to separate you from that next player. Because there's so many players out there with talent that college coaches are going through, and, they, and, and it could be the smallest thing that can separate you from that kid from California or that kid from New York or somewhere else. And right now, you know, recruiting is, is global now with, the, with social media. So we're trying to explain to our kids that you've got to be engaged and, and you've got to show your teammates love. And you want to do something that if a college coach is looking at you, you want to show them that you're all about the team. You're not all about yourself. So. That's why we do stuff like that. Speaking with Fairmont senior head coach Corey Hines, the Polar Bears winning the girls' state championship one week ago. And, and, and coach, we, we obviously celebrate champions, but there's also a, a, a you know, worthy celebration of just reaching the title game, which Bluefield did. Bluefield, a great ball club. How were you able to uh, kind of get into them? That second quarter is when you really, really created the separation that led you to the state championship. Um, Bluefield has an excellent program, excellent coach. Um, um, and, How does and he dress? Good for the next, yeah, uh, well, <laughs> I, I can help him. I can help him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can help him a little bit. I, he, can hang, he can hang with us a little bit, but I might have to, you know, tweak a couple of things. But um, excellent program. Kids played hard. Um, and they're going to be back year after year. Uh they got some young, and that, that freshman point guard, man, she's tough, real tough, man. Um, but um, I, I, I think, like um, that, like I said, I got, I got really good coaches, and, and we studied, and we, we knew that, um, like they, they had like players, but they wasn't as deep as probably that you know any coach would probably like to be. So we, we wanted to make sure that we got towards the bench, and maybe a couple players that was a little bit less experienced. And that, that meant that we would be able to take advantage of a few things. Um, like I said, I got great coaching staff. So, um, And it worked. I mean, it worked well. We was able to, you know, get a little lead the second quarter and some in the third, and we was able to hold them off in the fourth because we knew that they were a tough team. We knew they were going to keep coming. Fairmont Senior wins the girls' class AA state championship 54-42 over Bluefield. Coach Corey Hines, congratulations once again. It's always been a pleasure to speak with you, and, I'm, I'm glad that we get to kind of cap the season with you here. And uh, to, get, to get Coach Hines in a good mood back in Charleston during the boys' tournament is always uh, hey, uh, is a good thing. It, <laughs> hey, I want to tell you guys I really appreciate this opportunity. And, I, and that's only one thing I, I would like to say. I want to say to uh, – we lost to Coach Marion, Hilson, Marion Boo Hilson. Um, I want to say what's up to his family. Um, they're always in our prayers. And 
I felt he was with us during this tournament run. And um, I just want to tell everybody, you know, God bless. I want everybody to be safe out there for the next couple couple games that we got going on tomorrow. But there's excellent play going on in Charleston. But you guys also do a wonderful job. I want to tell you thank you. Well, we appreciate that. That's Corey Hines, head coach of the state champion, Fairmont Senior Lady Polar Bears, as they defeated Bluefield last week for the AA title. And um, before we go to break here, Coach Marone, um, you, you hear him talk about that. Of course, uh, Boo Hilson was a, uh, someone known in the community there um, and helped out with basketball for a long time, passed away um, recently in the Fairmont area. But um, you kind of – you get the sense of you can tell when somebody has accomplished what they set out to do for at least one year. You get to enjoy it for a couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, that uh, his smile came through the radio. I felt. Yeah, he's he's a great guy. He's a great coach, <clears throat> and again, uh, uh, he's somebody that uh, has a lot of support. But you even heard him. You know, uh, sometimes it's getting everybody else to buy in, but. It takes all those people behind the scenes. I love hearing him talk about, uh, Rick, the people behind the scenes. I can tell you as a head coach, uh, you're only as good as the people you got behind you, and uh, you hope that they're not holding a knife at your back. But but he's got a great support staff. I've been blessed with the same thing with coaches, uh, people that work without any recognition, and I'm so glad to hear him. And as Lorraine mentioned, uh, the coach you know that had passed away that was such a big part of their program as well. Yeah, I actually thought he was uh, giving an Oscar acceptance speech when he started <laughs> listing all the names. But you're right. You have the open period of coaching, but the summer leagues right. go longer than three weeks. So you have to have somebody out there who's taking the team, following the direction of the head coach or his assistants, and, and continuing on that way. So, yes, lots of people are needed, and, and it really helps out. And he mentioned Jared West, and I, that name really stuck to me. Jared West, the boys' coach at Notre Dame, helps everybody who wants help with basketball in the Clarksburg area, Clarksburg, Fairmont. I mean, he, he does a lot of skills things of the summer, again, within the rules, completely yeah, within the rules. Yeah. And, and he's someone who played Division One college basketball. His son's going to play Division One college basketball. They play in a state championship game tomorrow. But uh, – you, that that type of help's invaluable. Well, and you heard Dobson mentioned as yeah, well. Dobbs. Yeah, there's Dion a Dobbs, Dobbs, not Dobson, but, yeah. but there's a lot of people. And, and I think what makes a, a coach like Coach Hines so great is the ego's not in the picture here. He has no problem with Jared West or Dobbs or you know people that have something of value that can benefit your program. A lot of people want to huddle up and think you have all the answers. Well, guess what? Yeah, <laughs> you, don't. you don't. And if you're in a room where everybody agrees with you, you're probably in the wrong room, just to be honest with you. But I love the fact that he uses all resources, and it shows on the court. I mean, his team's year in, year out. Uh, the, the faces change, but uh, the, the, the product on the court doesn't because of that quality. We're going to step aside now for our second break. When we come back, we'll get you a score update from the Huntington University game going on right now at the Charleston Civic Center. We'll also have Joe Linville join us. He's at the Civic Center instead of with us tonight. He's watching games. He's the lucky one. We'll be back with more basketball Friday night in West Virginia. This is Break 2 here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. 
This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, and this is our final show for the season. But we'll be back next December. Many people joining us on Twitter still, and we really appreciate that. And we're going to mention all the people that joined this week, including some people just a few minutes ago, including Luke Frazier, Maxwell Gage, Alex Williams, Q, Quinn underscore Flores, Stephen Eskins, Caleb Muncie, Madison, Liss, Lux Minimalism, Amy Brooke Campbell, Allie Rains 1, Preston Scott, April Sharp, Haley Butcher, McComas Mike, Craig Lank, Ty Wark, Seth Allen, Gene Hogle, Kayla B., Shane Maynard, Derek Blair, Ryan Burkhammer, Braston, and Hayden. Thank you for joining us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup. At hoops underscore roundup. Many places you can watch the show. We're on Network West Virginia, Channel 2 statewide. If you have sudden link, you can go to the RSN Sports Facebook page. We're on Facebook Live tonight. On Twitter at hoops underscore roundup. We're on Periscope. You can go to Armstrong Channel 204 in the Huntington Tri-State area. You can also go to Comcast Channel 25. And, of course, go to basketballnight.com. We're on YouTube. Thanks for sending all those pictures in. We hope you're enjoying what you're viewing tonight. Pictures from you from all over the state. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 9.33 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Rick Marone, Rick Kozlowski with you here in studio. Joe Linville will join us in just a moment. It's a score update first from the... Triple-A semifinal, the only game going on in the state of West Virginia right now. And with 3.01 to play in the first quarter, University leads Huntington 13-11. I think that one could come down to the wire. That was, that, that, that's got epic semifinal Friday night battle written all over it. You remember that <laughs> Huntington Hurricane game from oh, about three goodness. years ago now that yeah. went into overtime? It was just a... Um, that was a championship game, but Hurricane had won a semifinal game in a wild fashion uh, in, in overtime that year as well, and, and that was the last game of the night. That, that last game of the night tends to tends to be a little uh, go off off kilter sometimes and be tight and, and just a great ball game. Joe Limble is at the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum. He joins us now. Joe, hey I, guys, hey, Quick good update. Go for it. University 16, Huntington 15, 138 to go in the first quarter. Joe, we, good one going on here. I was going to say, we expect that to be a good game, and to this point it is. Uh, just tell me a little bit about the uh, the sights and sounds inside the Civic Center right now. I'll tell you what, a great crowd on hand. Probably the best crowd we've uh, seen for some time here at the Charleston Civic Center. Uh, of course, they got their money's worth in that first game this evening between uh, Capital and Morgantown. Uh, that game went right down to the wire. And, of course, uh, the second game, Fairmont Senior picked up the win over Mingo Central and they'll advance on to the uh, championship game tomorrow afternoon against Chapmanville. And 
Uh, I'll tell you what, it, it's exciting time for high school basketball in Charleston tonight. Well, Joe, you got to see the game that just concluded about uh, 40 minutes or so ago. Fairmont Senior defeating Mingo Central 62-44. Fairmont Senior winning that game, not necessarily a surprise, but the manner in which the Polar Bears did just defensively locking down Mingo Central after the Miners jumped out to a six-point lead after one quarter. Uh, kind of surprising in, in terms of just how well Fairmont Senior bottled up Mingo Central. They're a very athletic ball club. I mean, they just they look like they live in, in the gym, in the workout room. Uh, I think the key in the game tonight was definitely shooting from the floor. Fairmont uh, was 47% tonight from the floor. They were only 41% against Herbert Hoover yesterday. And then, on the other hand, Mingo Central shot uh, 55% last night against Philip Barbara, and they were only 35% tonight. That was the big difference in the game. Mingo Central uh, were getting the shots. They just they just couldn't buy a basket. The rim outs and so forth really, really hurt them. And, of course, there toward the end, the uh, the Polar Bears got hot and just, uh, just ran away with it there in late in the game. Mingo Central does a good job of sharing the basketball generally. As a team, five assists on seven teammate shots. They had a lot of putbacks in this game, but I think that that more attests to their inability to make that first shot more than it does anything else tonight. It was, you know, they they double teamed uh, Dylan at times, which you know, being your point guard, and he was still a top scorer tonight with eighteen. I think he only had uh, nine against. Uh, against the, the other team last night. But anyway, they, they did the putbacks. And like I said, Fairmont, in addition to the athleticism, they're, they're tall. I mean, they, they, they can control the boards at time. But Mingo Central just put the, the second effort in there getting getting to the boards. And it just wasn't enough for them tonight as uh, Fairmont picked up the win. And the game that was before that one was between Capital and Morgantown, and arguably that's been the best game of the tournament so far. I think so. It, it went right down to the wire. I think there was like four timeouts in the in the final forty five seconds or something like that, and it was it was just a back and forth game. I mean, Morgantown had the opportunity to win, and the Capital just capitalized on uh, on timeouts and ball control, and then took it down for the for the final shot and for the two point win. So, Cap- score update, uh, by the way, uh, University now leads Huntington 20-15. to 15. That's at the end of the first. Well, Joe, always appreciate it, and we'll check back in with you uh, a little bit later on tonight, perhaps, and always uh, doing good work for the Twitter account, at hoops underscore roundup, and also basketballnight.com. Joe, thanks so much. Enjoy the basketball game. Hey, I, I will, and keep causing line. He and I tried to talk last night but we seemed like we kept getting pulled in different directions but anyway uh, so far great show guys we'll talk to you uh, after the game that's going on right now well the problem was we ran into each other in the men's room <laughs> and well, oh wait that didn't sound that didn't sound wait wait wait, wait let me let me, literally now. let me let me clarify there was no yeah let's do that <laughs> There were no hand towels in there, and we were scrambling around. That was that was the problem. Hey, Joe, one piece of advice to you. North Concourse, Nacho Grandes, definite tonight for the nightcap. 
All right. Sounds like a winner, Rick. <laughs> All right. Hey, that's Joe Lemble, co-host of the show. We'll let him get back and enjoy the basketball game at hand. We appreciate him calling in, but, I mean, that's a well of a ball game. We don't want him to just, you know, have to, have to wander off from it for too long. Hey, let's go back to the phones. Tomorrow, Chapmanville Regional will play for its first boys' state championship against Fairmont Senior. 2.30 is the... Uh, estimated tip-off for that one. Rodney Campbell, Soupy, is an assistant coach of the Chapmanville boys. And, Coach, big night, big day, because that game actually took place earlier this morning. What a, what a day for that community, that area, and, and for all of Chapmanville getting a win tonight, or today, excuse me, over Lincoln and reaching the AA Boys State Championship game. Yeah, yeah, it was a very exciting day. Uh, you know, we were probably expected maybe a little more playing Bluefield than Lincoln, but Lincoln come in with a very nice squad. They had, they had length, they shoot the ball well, they work it, and uh, on the offensive end, they play hard those defense. So then, you know, they were a challenge. That's where our community, you know, we're just they're just tickled to death. This has been a really fun year for us. Started last year with. Uh, Coming in here as a take a number eight seed and running poker plum down to the wire had a couple chances to win that one and it's kind of built from that over the summer to where we're at right now. Your team was only up one at halftime and in the third quarter outscored Lincoln twenty to seven and the third quarter has belonged to your ball club over the past few weeks. Quite frankly, what has been the you know how has how has your team been able to be so successful coming out of the locker room? <laughs> yeah, Richard wasn't that way. But, uh, <laughs> you're right. It, it, we we struggle sometimes in the first half. You know they came out in the box and won on a on Drew, and we struggled even though we hit a few threes. But everybody else struggled making shots and knocked us out of sync a little bit. But uh, you know we got them in there and settled them down. And you know, our kids are not quite used to this. You know, this is somewhere they've never been before. But they settled down pretty good after a little chewing at halftime and came out the third quarter and, and started to set things right. You know, they started running the offenses, being a little more patient and, and doing what we do best. And it started working for us. Well, you've played the morning game on Thursday, yesterday, the early game. You played uh-huh. the second game of the day today. Has today been the longest day that you can remember, having to kind of wait through it, knowing that you had a, you know, over 24 full hours before your title game? <laughs> we, we would love to have had a nice evening session game to let the kids rest a little bit more, but it's not been bad. Our, our kids, we've been, they're really good to, when they're finished to come back to the rooms and to rest, get a nice meal, and, and you know, take care of their bodies where they're supposed to. We kind of liked it a little bit playing earlier and being done so we could kind of sit back and watch everything else, what's coming ahead of us and all. You mentioned Bluefield, and uh, obviously that was the uh, shocker of the tournament. Lincoln comes in with a under 500 record and pretty much stunned the Bluefield and played an excellent, excellent game. Did you guys talk yeah. about to your team – about let's guard against letting Lincoln have another upset. How do you approach a game like that where a team certainly is riding a wave of momentum, a wave of confidence? You know, how much how much 
discussion goes into that? How much psychological oh, things do we talk about? Well, we talk quite a bit about that. I mean, you know, this state tournament's a, a funny thing. Uh, you'll notice every year, not always the best team wins it. I can remember uh, back in, when we was at Logan, me and Brad, and uh, we came over here in 2005, and we weren't the best team. Winfield was better than us. They wore us out twice on the regular season, but we went over there, caught fire at the right time, and, and won through and won the double-A championship that year. The following year, I thought uh, our Logan team had the best team in it, and uh, Mick Price down at Chattanooga or at uh, down at Ravenswood played a triangle and two on us, and they upset us like sixty four, sixty two. So you know, the, any of the eight teams who make it here are very capable of beating anybody. You know, we 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 didn't know a lot about Lincoln. We've seen them earlier in the year, but we just knew that they to win up to this level and to beat Bluefield. Then you know, we better come ready to play. Because you know, you can't take anybody for granted. Especially over here. Rodney Soupy Campbell. Absolutely, absolutely. Rodney Soupy Campbell, assistant coach of the Chapmanville Boys. And coach, tomorrow you get Fairmont Senior, reigning state champions, who were very impressive against a team that you're very familiar with tonight in Mingo Central. Uh, What did you see about the Polar Bears as you get ready for that matchup? Well, pretty much what we figured. You know, they're very athletic, you know, they're. Guards have length, and they're at, you know they got good athletic ability. They defend real well. You know they they make every shot hard. Uh, we knew Mingo Central. We played two battles and wars against them, and then we got them pretty good in the sectional final. But you know, we played Fairmont earlier this year at the uh, Big Ten uh, Cardinal Conference show down up at Bird, and uh, they beat us by eighteen up there. They they defended us up pretty good and uh, had us running our offense from half court. And we know we got a big challenge tomorrow to overcome that uh like i heard coach say tonight for fairmont that you know we've gotten a lot better since then and so have they and, and you know yeah, i understand that and it's it's just going to be a battle it's going to be a hard game we have to be able to keep the turnovers down we have to try to make them outside shooters instead of getting to the rim for us to have a chance to beat a team like that you know they're very good very well coached too coach Ritten does an outstanding job Coach Campbell, best of luck to you and the Tigers tomorrow in the AA State Championship game. Thank you much. All right, that's Rodney Soupy Campbell, assistant coach of the Chapmanville Regional Boys Basketball Team. They play Fairmont Senior approximately 2.30 tomorrow for the Class AA State Championship. We'll step aside for break three. When we come back, we'll speak with Mick Price, who ironically was just spoken about, head coach of the Ravenswood Red Devils. Got them into a state championship game in their first year in Class A. Talk about that and much more when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues after break three here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. High school basketball's voice in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Streaming video live from the studios of Marshall University? Visit BasketballNight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. How about a chance to graduate from college not only with a diploma, but also prepare to thrive in an exciting, growing field? The Marshall University Sports Journalism Program might just be for you. The expansion of cable networks, the rise of sports-centered online platforms, and the continued thirst for local sports coverage make sports journalism a growth industry with jobs waiting for those who earn this degree. 
Your passion, curiosity, charisma, coupled with Marshall University sports journalism training will equip you for success in a multi-billion dollar global industry. So bring your abilities and the desire to be the eyes, ears, and life of the game to our Huntington campus to learn the art of sports storytelling while covering the thundering herd. We'll teach you how to go beyond the scores and statistics to tell compelling stories and accurately report breaking news across multiple media platforms. Marshall University's W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more about the exciting possibilities by visiting marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Join us tonight on Twitter. Don't forget our poll question, too. Go to our website and vote in tonight's poll. Should the state championship games be played in a single session rather than split sessions? Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 9.49 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, semifinal Friday, and our final episode of the season. So glad to have you with us. We're with you until midnight. Ryan Epling, Rick Marone, along with Rick Kozlowski tonight of the Martinsburg Journal in studio with us tonight in our studios in Huntington, inside of Marshall University at the Communications Building, in the WMUL studios, also the TV studio, though. We thank them so much for allowing us to to, have, to to work in this space and to bring you this program. And tomorrow, Championship Saturday, and high noon, a Class A showdown between Ravenswood and Notre Dame. Mick Price is the head coach of the Red Devils. He joins us now on the program and coach price first off congratulations on another trip for you and your program to championship saturday just a little bit of a different game time than normal for you guys well thanks a lot fellas uh, ryan rick ryan you guys do a great job promoting basketball throughout the state and i as a coach appreciate that of course we're passionate in what we do as coaches but uh, what you do on your game on your program really does a great job of highlighting teams and players and individuals and I think it's a great thing. But yes, we're excited about having a chance to play. Uh, today is a special day in West Virginia. I think it's one of the greatest days in sports in West Virginia. And that's a semifinal Friday because, man, you got to play your guts out if you want to play for a championship and you got to leave it on the line. So we're real tickled. And I thought our kids gave a really great defensive effort today. Don't think we as efficient as we needed to be offensively, but, you know, I'm not going to complain about it. We're playing at noon tomorrow. Coach, your team played about as different of a game over uh, the course of two days as it could have been and what by that I mean you go back to Wednesday and your quarterfinal round went over St. Joe 62-41 as a team you shot 73% in that game Riley Hetherington was 13 of 14 from the floor and scored 30 points in today's semifinal game you scored 41 as a team and uh, shot 41% I know that you would obviously have preferred to be a little bit better, uh, like you said, more efficient offensively today, but at the same time, is it comforting? I guess comforting might not be the right word there, but to know that you can win a game in both fashions against high-level competition. 
Well, I think when you play in the state tournament, you better be able to play both ways because if you're just a one-dimensional team, I think you have, uh, you know, sold yourself off to, you know, to whatever your opponent's going to be. And I think you've got to be able to play both. You know, my first thing is I want to do is, you know, we got several days to prepare for St. Joe, and we had played them. You get a one-day turnaround, and you're going to prepare for a very well-coached, a very aggressive, and a very good Madonna team. And that's tough to do. So there's not a lot of nuances you can put in or you can add to give them a little different look. You are what you are at that point. And, you know, you just played a day ago, so it's not like you have the greatest legs in the world. And so I think that that has a lot to do with it. I thought Madonna's defense today was very good. They made things very tough on us. And you're right, we didn't shoot the ball as well. I thought we had some pretty good looks at it. We just missed shots today. But I think a lot of it had to do when you play teams that are very good defensive teams. Uh, my biggest concern personally today was uh, how poorly we shot at the foul line. Uh, we're a much, much better sh- shooting team at the foul line than that. And I thought we kind of put ourselves in a position where we constantly allowed them to come back in the game because we kept missing some shots down the stretch. But I was proud of our kids that they kept their poise and did what they had to do to get the win. What has it been about foul shooting in this tournament? It seems like Lots of teams are struggling. Any idea? Well, you know, I think it comes back to there is a little pressure involved with this tournament. <laughs> and I think hadn't noticed that. I think the legs, <laughs> yeah, and I think the legs have a little a bit to do with it. When you're playing as hard as these kids are playing on both ends now, and you know, I think it takes a little bit out of you. And I think you've got to breathe and relax. And you know, I made this shot a million times. Just step up there and get that rhythm and, and do it. And I think tomorrow we'll be much better at it than we were today because I think our kids just kind of got a little excited. But, hey, you know, that's part of the game. Uh, you know, I've always been amazed that that daggone rim hasn't changed and that there's <laughs> very poor foul shooting goes on from time to time. And it's 15 feet and it's never moved. Boy, you get somebody and take them out to a three-point line, they can drill them. And I've always been stunned by that. I always thought we should be good foul shooting teams. So I was, I was a little stunned that we didn't shoot the ball better at the foul line today. But, you know, uh, those things happen. You have to persevere, and you have to do what you got to do to win, and move on, and forget about it. Because you better have short memory, because you got to turn around and play at noon. Riley Hetherington is your headliner, but today it was Isaiah Morgan hitting a couple of big threes down the stretch in that fourth quarter. You fell behind there about midway through the fourth quarter, and he he had a couple of threes to to put you back on top, and a lead you would not relinquish after that, but. Uh, really, I think that's just proof that it really does take everybody. He's someone who's obviously been there for you all year, but it's not just a one-man headlining act that, that wins the state championship in this state. No, we've had four guys that's averaged double figures uh, throughout the year, and we play seven guys a lot. And, uh, you know, I know that the, the Mandrake boy doesn't average double figures, but there's not a tougher nut in the state than that kid. He plays great defense. He's an engine. He makes us go. Uh, he made two great plays today for us, getting the ball out of bounds and throwing it off a Madonna kid, you know, making another play where he scrambled and got the ball and got it out of there. I mean, just players that seniors make. We have two seniors, Hayden Mandrake and Riley. And I thought they did a really good job in their leadership role today. And you mentioned about the Morgan kid. You know, you're talking about a kid is as hard as worker as any kid I've ever coached. I mean, he can flat stroke the ball. I had no qualms about him coming down and shooting that shot because – I've seen him do it many, many times. And I, and I think he's done it enough that it ain't no big deal. So 
we would like to play like that. We like to play a little faster if we can because he is really good at that. Coach Mick Price of the Ravenswood Red Devils, can, can we can we keep you until uh, through the break here and then come back to you at the top of the next hour because sure. I still have some more we'd like to talk about, but we're running a little bit short on time here. Sure, absolutely. All right, absolutely. We'll, we'll do that. We're still uh, about a minute or so away from the break, but I didn't want to have to interrupt him there. Like We, we had to cut cause off last week. Uh, I didn't like doing that. Which is that. probably a good thing. Yeah, well, well, that can be argued. But uh, Coach Marone, something he talked about there and, and you know, having four players average in double figures, in a game like today, you're not going to get to your averages. That was a defensive slugfest against Madonna, 41-36 final. Again, that game was 30-29, to Madonna. And then two straight trips down the floor, Isaiah Morgan hits three, so all of a sudden it's 35-30 Ravenswood, and they were able to get out to the win. But you you really do have to be good one through not just five. Generally, you had to be good about one through seven or deeper to have success in Charleston. Yeah, because you get exposed. I mean, if you've been there a few times, you know that it may be the depth. It may be, uh, you know, offensively not having balance. And like Coach said, when you've got different people that have done that throughout the year, and the key there is is they've paid the price and put the time in to where Coach had no qualms with him taking those shots. He had confidence that he could hit the shot, and then it's just taking care of business because he's put the time in to make that happen. And uh, that's what it takes. You've got to have balance. You've got to have all the components. But I tell you the most impressive thing to me, these teams played a very clean game. I know it was a very defensive warrior game. You had 11 turnovers uh, for Madonna and just 10 for Ravens. When I can tell you what, when you're getting up into people and getting after them, when you can take care of the ball like that, you're going to be in every game. And I think that was evident today. It was a great ball game. And Ravenswood did exactly what they had to do to get the win. Uh, Ravenswood getting that win over Madonna, 41-36. So Ravenswood and Notre Dame for the Class A title tomorrow. We'll talk more with Mick Price of the Ravenswood Red Devils, the head coach here after the break. We'll also keep you updated on the one game still going on, Huntington and University. They're at halftime at the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum. Huntington with a four-point lead. Back with Hour 2 after this. A big thank you to all of our affiliates throughout the entire season. You can listen on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including the all-new 92.5 FM WTHM LP Ravenswood Ripley. Big thank you to Mike Graham. 94 Rock WRLF in Fairmont. Power 92 Radio 92.3 FM WYRCLP Spencer. 104.5 FM WASPLP in Huntington. 97.9 FM WSPWLP Parkersburg, 101.1 FM WVWPLP in Wayne Knights Radio, 91.5 FM WRSG in Middleburn, Talk Radio WRNR in Martinsburg, 106.7 FM WHFI in Linside, 95 The Sports Fox, WBES in Charleston, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM WVOW in Logan, Light Rock 93R, WRRR, St. Mary's 93.9 FM, 90.7 FM, WFGH Fort Gay, WMTD The Ticket, 102.3 in Hinton, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP Edmund Beckley, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP in Clay, and of course, Marshall University's flagship station, 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington, 
many places you can also watch the show on Network West Virginia Channel 2 statewide. If you have Sudden Link, go to the RSN Sports Facebook page, and we are live on Facebook Live. If you go to Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, you can watch us on Periscope. We're on Armstrong Channel 204, Comcast Channel 25. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. It's 10 o'clock, fastest three hours in radio. As we begin hour two, Ryan Epley alongside Rick Kozlowski, Rick Marone, as we go through another basketball Friday night in West Virginia, the final one of the season. And before the break, we were talking with Mick Price, the head coach of the Ravenswood Red Devils. His team will play in the Class A state championship game tomorrow at noon against Notre Dame. And uh, Coach Price, uh, Coach Marone, had a question for you here on uh, – Based upon your post-game comments today. Hey, Coach, I'm just wondering, did you reconsider and rehire your uh, free throw coach? I thought that was a little abrupt for you there. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't believe the four or five guys that came in the gym tonight and said, Hey, Coach, I heard you on the radio. Woo, we'd like to apply for that job. <laughs> you aren't a free throw hey, coach, coach, are you? My coach does a great job, and I was just kidding, you know, kidding around about it, and I just thought, you know, yeah, we got to say something, you know, Coach Moe, you know, you got to do something to entertain yourself every once in a while. But, you know, <laughs> he does a great job. I'm telling you, he has those kids. He's our JV coach, and these kids are fundamentally sound. So, <laughs> hey, I was just having a little fun with it. Well, Coach Price, your ball club tomorrow takes on Notre Dame, and Notre Dame has been very impressive in state tournament play thus far, um, specifically kind of manhandling Wheeling Central today, the top seed. And uh, that's a program that under Jared West Sr. has been uh, right on the cusp of, of, of doing big things in Charleston. This is the first time they've reached the title game. And uh, really, I guess for, for your kids and for their kids, it's kind of uncharted territory for both of them. Absolutely. And boy, Jared's done a great job, of course, for Notre Dame. I mean, we know each other pretty well, and our teams have played in the summers and stuff. And we had a lot of respect for each other and each other's programs. And his son has had just a miraculous year. Gosh, he's good, and he makes everybody else so, be- so much better. But they got so many other weapons, and what today they just got out so fast. I mean, you scored 28, 28 points in the first quarter against Wheeling Central. I mean. I can remember down there State tournament one year, and we didn't score 28 the whole game against Willing Central. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm telling you, they they play great. And they would, they would you could tell they were on their A game. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that they're, they have been looking toward uh, this for a long time. And, uh, my gosh, they really got and, – and I think it, they got up such a good start, Central could never recover. Now, Central's a really good team also. Central beat them twice during the regular season. So – uh, but Clarksburg Notre Dame played great, and if you're going to play great, this is the place to do it. We're talking with Mick Price, head coach of the Ravenswood Red Devils, as they advance to the Class A state championship. And Coach Price, I know 
you're someone who does your homework when you moved uh, down to class A and classification. I don't necessarily like the term down. It only means an enrollment, not necessarily in level of play. There are great teams at every level in this state. And uh, what have you learned in being in class A in this first year? Well, one of the things that I told people when we found out that we were going to uh, class A is there's a whole bunch of class A teams that can compete with double A. Because having been in double A, I know. You know, you can take that upper tier of double A, and they're going to be good year in, year out. Your Bluefields and Fairmonts and Bridgeports and teams like that, they're year in, year out. Those are really, you know, really good double A team. And Chapmanville coming along, Supernum guys have done a wonderful job down there. I mean, they're going to, they're going to be tough every year. So there's a lot of really good teams. But a lot of these good single A teams can play right in there with them. And I'm watching Notre Dame today, you know, playing against Willing Central. I'm like, this could be a triple A game. Both these teams, they're physical, they're athletic, they got good athletes on the floor, they're well coached, both of them. I said, man, these kids can play. It doesn't matter what class it is. So I have found out that we played, tried to play a really good schedule. I mean, we tried to play a lot of different teams uh, to get ready. We played Tug Valley, we played St. Joe, our conference in the LKC. We played Williamstown, Parkersburg Catholic. We played St. Mary's. You know, that's our, that's just our division. Um, here at the, in the LKC, and in Gilmer County is on the other side of the bracket. We played them in Night of Champions. So there is a lot of really good single-way teams that was already on our schedule. So I think that there's good ba- good basketball is good basketball, and there's a lot of good coaches out there. Nick, let me ask you a question. You mentioned that you had about a week's worth of time to prepare for your first state tournament game. Then you turn around one day. So what kind of preparation do you do in that kind of situation? Are you in the gym right away and then maybe in the film room later? How does that uh, kind of all come together? Well, the most important thing is rest. I mean, you've got to get your rest and you've got to get off your legs. I mean, you really got to rest your body because you're playing three games high-level games in four days. And it's going to take it out of you. And the first thing is going to go is your legs. And when your legs go, there goes the shooting. I mean, it just does. And, uh, you know, Coach Maroon will tell you that. Even on the bench, he knows. I mean, that's the first thing that go, that's going to go. Tomorrow is an adrenaline game. You're, there's only two teams left. So everybody's going to be playing at a very high level. But eventually, it's going to filter into the game. And so... What we have tried to do is really do a good job with film study, do a little bit more walkthrough stuff, just kind of have the kids on the court in the, in the general areas, and you can't change a whole lot. Uh, the one thing I've learned years ago was you better keep it simple, stupid, because <laughs> you start changing stuff, and then the kids have indecision. And if you have indecision in the state tournament, you're going to buy a ticket to get in. You're not going to be playing. Coach McPrice of the Ravenswood Red Devils won a double-A state championship in 2009. We'll play for the class single-A state championship tomorrow against Notre Dame. First time the Irish have been in the single-A title game since 1986, which was a lost event, and that was their only other appearance in the class A title game. So we're going to have a first-time class A state champion from that regard um, tomorrow. Coach Price, thanks so much for joining us. We wish you the best of luck, and what a fantastic season regardless of what happens tomorrow. Yeah, I'm real proud of these kids. They've done a great job. And, you know, you guys noticed from the games, 
We have great community support. That's the one thing I still love about small town West Virginia. The people love their sports, and they come out. And these single-A and double-A games, these communities support these teams, and they get there. And Boy, that's great to see. So we're going to get after it tomorrow, and hopefully uh, we can. We know we've got a tall order in front of us, but um, we'll show up. That's all I can guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's with head coach Mick Price. And, um, guys, before we move on to our next uh, guest, uh, something that, uh, again, he, he brought up was that community support and it being so uh, prevalent in the double-A and single-A levels especially. I'll talk about this with Rick uh, being up in the Eastern Panhandle where Martinsburg is still a community school despite being a triple-A size school. Um, most of the consolidated schools throughout – um, the the rest of the state really aren't community based because you're building them kind of in the middle of nowhere and no man's land between multiple communities and sometimes it's harder for those uh, to to combine and get behind it. But you've covered the state tournament for several years. You you've seen the the changes in classification and consolidation schools that just quite frankly are no longer in existence. That. Uh, used to be regulars in the state tournament. How has that changed the atmosphere in Charleston over the years? I don't know that it really has because you still have that community component. I think, you know, like you say, it still exists in Tripway on the eastern panhandle. Musselman people in, in southern Berkeley County still follow Musselman. Martinsburg people are still big on Martinsburg. Same thing for Hedgesville. Then you throw in the new school, Spring Mills. And it's a totally different dynamic. But they are trying, and I think achieving a community feel as well. Because it's a different kind of area of Berkeley County. A little bit different than than the Hedgesville area. The Martinsburg area. Even though those school districts formed the, the Spring Mills situation. But I think you see it's a different dynamic, and I think the community schools still do exist, just on a maybe a little bigger level. And, and it's and of course it's interesting on the Eastern Panhandle because you have so many transplants. How many of them are worried about the schools? Certainly, the old timers, people who have been around, still follow the teams. You know, how do the, the new people who are coming into the area acclimate themselves? If they're older, I don't think they are. But if they have kids, young kids, that's where they're being picked back up and you know, orchestrated into uh, the, the, the school system and, and that fan kind of base that continues to, continues to prevail. Uh, and Eastern Panhandle is the only part of the state that is growing right now in terms of the, the state of West Virginia. And, of course, they're building new AAA schools while schools in southern West Virginia and, and elsewhere through the state end up consolidating smaller schools into somewhat larger schools and not always necessarily bigger schools. I know that there's a lot that goes on with that. There's a lot of uh, discontent in Nicholas County right now over proposed and to this point, you know, in the plans for consolidation of Nicholas County and Richwood High School. So, uh, again, those are uh, situations that are uh, difficult to sometimes deal with. Speaking of difficult to deal with, 
Jared West has been very difficult for opponents to deal with on the floor. And his dad is the head coach of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. They will play in the Class A state championship tomorrow. Coach West, welcome to the program. And, and first off, just congratulations on reaching championship Saturday. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the invite. Um, it's, been a, it's been a crazy but exciting day. And uh, we're excited to have an opportunity to win a state championship tomorrow. So thanks for the invite. So you, your game was played this afternoon. You've had a, a kind of a, a lot of time to, to, to sit with it now. I know sometimes the state championship, state tournament can be a blur. Has this been a long day for you? <laughs> uh, you know what? Not as long. As we came down Tuesday night, so we played Wednesday night at 9 o'clock, and I'm telling you that day felt like a 40-hour day <laughs> just waiting for the first game. Um, today, it, it, seem, it does seem like two two days because you play the game and then you get excited. You get excited after the win, and then you know, I got after the game. I probably had a hundred text messages and fifty phone calls. So it has been a long day, but it's been a, it, it's been a happy day. So it, I mean, we're excited. Your ball club defeated defeating number one seed Wheeling Central this afternoon, seventy three fifty one. You put up 28 points on the Maroon Knights in the first quarter alone. Uh, I know that was the third meeting between you guys this year. Uh, the first two, you, you had leads in both and weren't able to hold on. What was the difference in today being able to get out to that lead and just extend it through the course of the game? The only difference we just finished. Uh, I think I talked to you all about a month or so ago, and uh, we have five losses this year. and all of them, we've had double-digit leads, and we just weren't able to finish. So today, we just really um, concentrated on continuing to keep the, our foot on the gas, and um, you know. But our defense was was very, very good today, and we were able to rebound the basketball. And uh, but you know, when you play a team like Wilmington Central, um, you got to knock them out. So we did a very, very good job of keeping the foot on the on the gas, but really, really uh, meeting their matching their physicality. So. Um, yeah, we're excited to have an opportunity to, to, to bring it home tomorrow. Well, in your win over Gilmer County, your son, Jared West, just missed a triple-double. And today's game played out different, but wow, 35 points today on 4 of 6 from 3-point range, 9 of 11 from the free-throw line. A very efficient game to go along with 6 rebounds and 4 assists. Uh, I know that you've seen that quite a bit from him over the years, but to have that performance in Charleston really opens up the eyes of anyone who you know, may have heard the name but hadn't seen that caliber of performance behind it. He's matured so much. Um, this year we had a, a conversation before the year about finding a happy medium, uh, being aggressive, scoring, but keeping your teammates involved. We, we talked at length about I don't need you to score to average 30 I need you to average 22 24 so that we can have two or three or four people in double figures and, and I told her we would not win a state championship with, with, with just Jared scoring 30 and then everybody else not doing anything so and it's funny these we've had two games and, and you've seen the difference um, Gilman County they triangled and twoed him so he trusted his teammates got everybody else involved that's why he was supposed to uh, get a triple double with assist um you know, Will Central is known for being one of the best man-to-man teams, physical teams in the state. So they played man-to-man, which um, allowed him to kind of get going. And uh, when that first quarter, once that first quarter started, he made a few shots. He really got going. And 
we were able to um, continue after that 28-point quarter. So I'm real happy for him. to. It just really showed his maturity in his game, and hopefully we can um, get another good outing like he got today and finish it off. Well, I, I think the caliber of the weaponry that, that your team possesses really shines through when you talk about a Jared Fagan scoring in 14 points against Gilmer County in that win, not scoring today, and you're still winning. Uh, you know, you, you get also uh, Noah Bahana in double figures today with 10 points and, and Gabe Zumo with 14 today, and neither one of those were in double figures on the first day. So what I'm getting at here is, Yes, your your son is obviously a facilitator and a scorer when needed, but at the same time, he's got some guys he can trust to uh, to go do some things offensively as well. Oh yeah, we're we're blessed. We're, we we're we're pretty deep, um, and and you just named three or four guys. I can name you three or four more that have helped us stepped up during the course of the season. Would have been Austin Wilson with big three point shots or Ben McKean taking charges. We we have a lot of depth. Ty Lockett. Blake Cooper, so every 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 night we might have somebody different, and, and he's done, he meaning Will Jarrett's done a very good job of trusting his teammates, getting everybody involved. But when he has to take over, he has that capability of taking over. So, you know, hopefully tomorrow uh, you might be mentioning another name, so that we we just gonna come out and you know try to play as hard as we can and, and see what happens. State championship game tomorrow at noon against Ravenswood. Um... Red Devils have been pretty impressive in the tournament as well. And as we just talked with Coach Price, uh, they've won games in uh, basically two different forms, uh, an offensive game against St. Joe and then a very defensive-minded win for them today against Madonna. So you've kind of seen them on both ends of the spectrum. Right, yes. Um, Madonna plays kind of deliberate. And, and so it was kind of the tempo that, that, that Madonna wanted. But Ravenswood had they, – they, they – gritted it out which shows a lot of character when you when you can win a game and it's not your temple or your style it's a lot of character um you know i i know coach price um, very well he he's a former um, state champion so I, I told our guys coming into this thing if we want to win a state championship this year we're gonna have to go through some of the big boys and uh coach stevens at, at willow central and, and now coach price so we know we have a handful tomorrow's gonna be a lot about tempo um we have to make things uncomfortable for for Heather and team those guys. So if, if if you let it let them play comfortable, which St. Joe did, they can put up points. <laughs> we got to have to um, you know play play defense, kind of like Madonna did, and make things uh, play a little more physical and, and try to get the get the game in our style. Uh, so you know if, if it's a comfortable game for them, we, we're probably not going to win the game. We have, we have to impose our will from a defensive standpoint and try to force some turnovers and see what happens so it's going to be a good game and we're just excited to be able to participate in it tomorrow noon you had two games against teams that uh, are familiar familiar to you but what goes into preparation for tomorrow's game what have you guys done since your game ended did you get into the gym or just watch some film, or are we walking through? What are we? What are we doing? How how do you handle uh, a one game turnaround with a team that maybe you aren't so familiar with? That is a great question. We we definitely aren't very familiar with them, to be honest with you. Um, we got back. I got the kids off their feet, and we ate, and then they wanted to see a few games tonight. So I'm uh, I'm gonna uh, talk to a few buddies, and they got some film tonight. So I'll be up 
uh, for a while, going over some film. I saw them play today, so I was able to get a pretty good item on them. But I'll go over some film. We'll wake up tomorrow. Good thing there's no games tomorrow, so we'll get to eat breakfast and have a little walk through tomorrow, you know, around 10 o'clock and, uh, you know, try to get prepared. The, the, the thing that the, the challenge you face in a, in a, in a state tournament it's a, a game right after the next day, so you don't have that preparation time as you would like. But he's probably going through the same thing. You know, he had to find some film from some people and kind of, you know, he probably got an eyeball today of what we kind of like to do. So uh, both 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 sides have to do some be very flexible as, as it pertains to preparation and have to adjust on the fly tomorrow. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but. Um, uh, I'm very confident in, in, in our kids, and I think our schedule this year. We had a very, very good road trip in the year. We, went, we played three games in four days in Huntington, and uh, we talked about that today. Uh, just as far as getting us prepared for for this type of scenario, when you have to bounce back quick, you know, freshen your legs and kind of stay off your feet and, and get ready for another game. So we're excited. Can't wait for tomorrow. But Coach West will be up tonight watching a lot of film. Coach West of uh, Notre Dame, and this is going to be one of those difficult questions because with perspective, I know you're worried just about winning tomorrow, but win or lose, tomorrow is the last time you coach your son. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I knew that was coming. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, and it's funny, we, we talked about that last week, and uh, you get so caught up in wanting to win a state championship, and uh, I want to win it for you know myself, for the kids, but no one in the state deserves a state championship more than, than, than little Jared. And, and I might be a little biased because he's my son, but he's seen Dad have a lot of tears on that state tournament court. And I had to pick him up and dust him off after the Magnolia game. And he told me, Dad, I'm sorry, I just couldn't get you one. So, you know, people say turn the, the, the coach's head off and be Dad, but it's rough. You know, you got you to separate the coach and Dad. But he, I'm very, very proud of him. He's a, he's, a, he's, he's a better kid than he is a basketball player. But, yes, tomorrow at 2 o'clock, uh, his high school basketball career will officially be over. Uh, I hope we're hoisting a, 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 a trophy and there are tears of joy. Uh, but either way, it's probably going to be a lot of tears because, like you said, it's the last time he'll be able to play uh, high school basketball. And to be honest with you, he's just a high school kid. If he could stay in high school his whole life, he would stay in high school. He's just, he's just a very genuine kid. So. It is going to be rough, but it, it would be great if he goes out on top. You, can, you know, you can't you can't write that storybook ending any better. So we're not talking about uh, <laughs> that aspect of it yet. We're just going to try to. Um, the good thing is, one of his best friend in the world is Little Darius Nunn, who um, you know went out on top last year for Fairmont State. I mean Fairmont Senior. So they've talked about that a lot. So he's. He's trying to go out like his like his buddy, and um, you know. So we're excited, but yeah, you you just made me think about that. And I was trying not to think about, it. <laughs> but I knew that question was coming. Uh, Coach Jared West of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. They take on Ravenswood tomorrow at noon. Coach West, as always, thank you for joining us. It's been our pleasure, and also just thank you for all that you do for uh, high school basketball in the Clarksburg area. In, in particular, I know. That We've had several coaches talk about the influence you have up there and such a positive influence to their teams on the girls' and boys' side. So thank you so much for all that that you do for West Virginia. Oh, no need for thanks, man. God is good. He's blessed me. He's put me in a situation to um, mentor and, and, and minister and speak speak life to kids' lives. So that's um, that's my calling, and, and I don't take that lightly. And um, 
So I'm just I'm just doing what keeps me being a kid and you know, anytime I can speak to a young young kid's life, it's a blessing. So um, no definitely no 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 need to say thank you, but I do appreciate the, the kind words. All right, that's Jared West, head coach of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. We'll step aside, take a break. When we come back, we'll introduce you to our standout athlete of the week. We'll also talk with Josh Daniel, head coach of the Herbert Hoover Huskies, one of the best stories in Charleston. We'll talk about that when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. There's no better place to be than right here. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. Visit BasketballNight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism at Marshall is important. It's serious and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide in a multi-billion dollar industry. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash sojmc follow us on twitter tonight at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup and our coverage will continue tomorrow on all the championship games on twitter and on our website big thank you to our newest twitter followers tonight thanks for joining us and joining the basketball friday night in west virginia family shout out to Luke Frazier, Maxwell Gage, Alex Williams, Q, Quinn Flores, Stephen Eskins, Caleb Muncie, Madison, Lux Minimalism, Amy, Brooke Campbell, Allie Rains 1, Preston Scott, April Sharp, Haley Butcher, McComas Mike, Craig Link, Ty Work, Seth Allen, Gene Hogle, Kayla B., Shane Maynard, Thanks for joining us on Twitter. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now back to basketball Friday night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 1026 on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside Rick Kozlowski. Rick Marone in studio with us tonight as well. Dylan Stone with us now. And uh, Dylan, time for our standout athlete of the week. And today, Lindsey Rinker of Moorfield High School. This week's standout athlete of the week. We'll talk, by the way, with uh, head coach Josh Daniel of the Herbert Hoover Huskies boys team in just a moment. But uh, back to Lindsey Rinker. Uh, standout athlete of the week and she's someone who you know even as a freshman kind of can 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 look at things in a more broad perspective of how do I get my teammates involved and uh, she kind of came up with a, a, a sort of unique way of doing that earlier this year yeah she she actually in a game earlier this year the the competition was a little you know less than what Moorfield was so 
she saw the opportunity for everybody on the team to to try to be able to to get a basket. So that was what she made it her goal for that game was to have everybody score, and everybody did score in the game, so she succeeded in that. And something else, too, and I I think this kind of gets lost in in this age, but uh, you know, today most people do their workouts in uh, weight rooms and and weight training and so forth like that. Uh, Lindsay works on on her grandparents' farm, and that's a different kind of uh, workout. Oh yeah, totally. It's you know using using all your muscles there when when you're doing farm work. But yeah, it, it's the last couple of years. Um, her, her grandparents had had fallen into some some bad health, so she was she had to go and, and help you know her her mother and uh, help out on the farm. And her mom, when I talked to her earlier, said that she she never complained about it at all. She was willing to go do whatever was asked, and uh, you know just attacked it with with vigor. And that's basically the way that she approaches everything. Is is what her mom says. And if you're out there across the country, there's a chance she might be in your city at some point over the next couple of years. Yep, thanks to her AAU squad, they're uh, planning to to go basically cross-country over the next couple of years. And it's going to start down in Raleigh, North Carolina here in a couple of weeks. And the, the ultimate uh, destination is Hawaii for, for that club. So certainly exciting times coming up for her, and, and best of luck on that. And Dylan has more now with our standout athlete of the week, Lindsey Rinker of Moorfield High School. Lindsay Rinker is just beginning her high school basketball career at Moorfield High, but she has already left an indelible mark both on the game for the Yellow Jackets as well as in her Hardy County community. Despite standing just five foot three inches tall, her mother Amy Kyle says Lindsay always gives all-out effort and is a monster on the hardwood. On the court, I would describe Lindsay as a beast. She just gives one hundred and fifty percent of everything she does, and. She's very aggressive, very quick. As Lindsay went through her freshman campaign for Moorfield, leading the team in scoring at over 17 points per game while also pulling down seven rebounds per contest, she was not content with her own individual success. Her mother says Lindsay is able to balance using her intense desire to be great and thrive as a means to push her fellow players with remaining a good and unselfish teammate. Lindsay not only is driven hard for herself, but her goal is to make her teammates better. She holds herself to very high standards, but she also encourages her teammates to a certain level of accountability, too. And She's very unselfish. She is a great team player. Amy Kyle says a big part of her daughter's ability and desire to push her teammates comes from being constantly reminded about the importance of every player being able to work together on the court and the old adage that a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. And we've told her, your team is only as good as your weakest player. And I think that that's something that we repeat and repeat. You're strong as your weakest link. And if you want your weakest link to be strong, then you, you have to work with them and encourage them and teach them what you know. And she's really good about that. But it's not just her own teammates that Lindsay tries to help become better players. She has recently started helping out her former middle school coach with his team, and her mother says she believes it is a source of pride for her daughter. This winter, when her team wasn't practicing, say over Christmas or Thanksgiving break, She's very close to her middle school coach, so she would go to their practices for two, three hours and help him with the younger 7th, 8th grade kids and then turn her right around and go to her practice for two to three hours. Because the young kids, they kind of look at her as a role model, and I think it's something that she's proud of, I think, her accomplishments, and she likes to work with kids. And the Yellow Jackets' passion for helping others extends beyond the basketball court as well. Lindsay has volunteered to help bring food to the needy in her community, and as Amy Kyle says, getting involved in school volunteer projects has brought out her daughter's inner altruism. She's always been a giver at heart, but I think it became more apparent when she got into 
FFA. She was very active in student council and does a lot of activities for needy people there with food drives and coat drives and things of that nature. So I think the more she's been exposed to opportunities in school, it's just even taken her further into her passion of giving back to those who are in need. In the classroom, Lindsay maintains a 4.0 grade point average, and she is also a standout volleyball player for Moorfield. With goals to one day play at the collegiate level, possibly for her home state, West Virginia Mountaineers, Lindsay Rinker is focused in on continuing to improve her game, but off the court, she is already helping to improve lives. For Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, I'm Special Correspondent Dylan Stone. Thank you very much, Dylan, and thank you to all of our standout athletes of the week over the course of this season. Of course, we hope to get to speak with Lindsay a little bit later on tonight. Right now, we've got to step aside, take a break. We'll get to Josh Daniel, who's been so kind to hang in there with us. We'll get with the head coach of the Herbert Hoover Huskies in a moment. And a quick score update, 5.43 to go in the ballgame. It's Huntington 49, University 47. We're tracking that AAA semifinal and more when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia comes back here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Congratulations tonight to Lindsey Rinker, the Moorfield Yellow Jackets. She is the standout athlete of the week. She joins a whole list of standout athletes, and we're going to mention them all now. We started off with Doug Workman from the Point Pleasant Knights, Lauren Antelock. East Fairmont Bees, Chandler Stacy, Spring Valley Timberwolves, Emily Sarburn, Trinity Christian Warriors, Seth Meadows, Pikeville Panthers, Beda Amani, Charleston Catholic Irish, Reese Nichols, Clay County Panthers, Ellis Bud Bryson, Mount View Golden Knights, Marquez McAfee, Oak Glen Golden Bears, Cheyenne Dunham, Charleston Black Eagles, Cody Jude, Tulsa Rebels, Jamie Vest, Princeton Tigers, and Connie Shuff from Gilmer County. Congratulations to all the standout athletes of the week. Next year, you'll be able to send in your standout athlete of the week, and we select nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Thank you for nominating your athletes for the standout athlete of the week. Check out those picks. You can watch them online lots of places. You can watch all the picks right now by going to basketballnight.com. Click on our YouTube stream. Also, if you go to Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, you can watch it on Periscope. We're on Network West Virginia, Channel 2 Statewide. Facebook Live on the RSN Sports Facebook page. Armstrong Channel 204, Comcast Channel 25. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 10.35 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Rick Marone, Rick Kozlowski of the Barnesburg Journal with us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Rick, you didn't get the big intro tonight, Cause I mean, right? 
Yeah. All right. Well, he sounds disappointed <laughs> over there. Uh, 4.05 to go in the fourth quarter. It's Huntington 54, University 47 in the Class AAA semifinal. Winner will take on Capital tomorrow night at 7.15. Um, before we get too far along in that, though, the Herbert Hoover Huskies this year finished the season 13-14. and 14. That sounds like a, a, a very pedestrian-type season. But it ended in Charleston in the Civic Center on the big stage at the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum. It was a loss to Fairmont Senior in the opening round of the state tournament. And it was the first time that Herbert Hoover had ever made the boys' state basketball tournament. Josh Daniel is the head coach of the Huskies. And Coach Daniel, I know you've had to talk about this a lot the last couple of weeks, but in many ways, that, that trip to Charleston did more for that community and may have been one of the more important things. Um, that Let's put it this way. That run may have meant more to your school than it would have any other school in the state this year. Yeah, I mean, what our basketball team did um, this year, the way it brought a community together, I thought was something very, very special. Um, you know, our, our kids kind of resembled the way our our uh, our students and our community has been throughout this whole process um just just tough you know fight through adversity um things don't go your way you're not we're not going to pout about it and uh, i think our team really resembled that and uh, i mean if you guys were there on uh on thursday night at 5 30 you saw i mean i don't know if there's anybody left in Bellevue and clinton and when <laughs> when when tip when tip when when the tip-off was so um it was great man it, it was a great experience for our kids i was so happy for them to get to experience that um and the the, the thing is i was talking to to somebody today about it i didn't even realize um you know when when we made the state tournament that it was, this was going to be such a big story because we were just so consumed in what we had in front of us what our circumstances was but like once we did it, then everything kind of kind of hit us, and you know, and, and it was just it was great, man. It was you know, couldn't be happier for our kids and our community. Of course, we're talking about the um, the flooding from June 23rd that affected so many in the Mountain State, and then you know, Richwood was one of the schools that was that was damaged. Herbert Hoover uh, High School unable to be used this year, and, and Coach, you had to play at Elkview Middle School. Your kids are sharing. A middle school going half a day to school at this point, nothing normal about that. How did you handle all of the um, logistics uh, of being able to just get the basketball team in some sort of, of order and semblance of normalcy in what has been a very trying and abnormal time for that community? Yeah, so, well, first of all, uh, the Charleston YMCA has been great to us. Um, they opened up their facilities to us um, as soon as the flood hit, not just our basketball team, but our whole student body. Um, you know, they let us lift weights, um, have open gyms, um, you know, and obviously practice there every day during the morning. You know, so our schedule kind of went. We practice in the morning. Our kids go home and shower, get some lunch. And then go to school for you know three and a half four hours on our half day schedule, and so we did. We, we were able to get into a routine. Um, the, the the thing that you know, as a coach, you always like being able to practice 
on your home on your home court. I always felt good the last three years I was at Hoover. When we played at Hoover, I felt like we were going to shoot the ball pretty well, you know. But you know, you're playing at a facility that you haven't practiced in, you know, since you were in eighth grade. Um, it was it, it was tough, but you know what? Uh, I've told everybody this the last few weeks. We never used it. You never never use that excuse. Um, our kids just they fought, they competed, um, they they handled what the task was, and uh, they did a great job. And, and, and I, I can't be more proud of them. It was just a little over a week ago. Let's go back to that regional game, a uh, game that had to be played at George Washington High School to to meet the seating requirements of a of hosting a Class AA regional. Um, beat Robert C. Bird in double overtime. A game that Bird nearly got out of there with a with a shocking style of victory in terms of hitting a three from thirty feet away to uh, send it to overtime to begin with. And your team showed resiliency and and being able to win it in double overtime. But just take me back to that night, looking across in that one sided gym where everything you saw across from you was red and blue, and and, and really. A, a maybe if there was one night that was all about Herbert Hoover in this state, that might have been it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was incredible. I mean, um, our fans, our students, um, our whole our whole community. I mean, they showed up that night. They knew what was on the line. Our kids knew what was on the line, and I think the game really resembled. Kind of like I mentioned before, what our whole or our whole season and our whole uh, you know ever since ever since the flood happened, what our team has been about. You know, we were up basically the whole game. You know, the kid from Robert C. Bird hits an incredible shot to send it into overtime. Um, our kids could have got down; they could have felt sorry for themselves. But we competed, we fought. You know, we were gritty. You know, and, and we ended up. And it, it just felt like one of those things where. Um, we we were supposed to win that night. You know, I don't know if we were the better team that night. I know, I th- but man, you know, it was just one of those things where this it felt kind of felt like a destiny sort of thing. Coach Josh Daniel of Herbert Hoover High School and um, Rick, I'll, I'll I'll let you ask uh, uh, Coach Daniel a question here because I know you you coming from. Uh, Martinsburg, you know, this is a story that you kind of cover from a distance. I did. I wrote a column about uh, the community of Clendenin uh, back uh, second week of September. And the thing that moved me is that in that kind of situation, you know, we're not rivals. We're not enemies. We're all West Virginians. And how, right now, what is the community looking like? Uh, you know, I'm sure that there is still a lot to be repaired, but I absolutely, I, I, I guess maybe horrified was the word when I rode through there and saw what I saw. So that was last September. We're, what, six months from, uh, away or six months since yeah, then, yeah. What, what is the community looking like right now? Well, it's you know it, it's obviously gotten better um, than what it was. Um, I'll never forget uh, my wife and I. We we drove up there. I actually live in. I'm I'm from South Charleston. I live in South Charleston, so 
I'm not, I'm not from Elgie, Clinton, and um, I've been up there teaching and coaching for the last four years and um, couldn't ask for a better situation. But um, after everything happened, my wife and I drove up there and, uh, you know, we dropped some supplies off and just wanted to see what, you know, what the magnitude of everything was. And um, you really can't even describe it. I mean, it, it literally looked like someone went up there and dropped a bomb, and it was a war zone. Um, type of situation, um, but everybody's starting to get back on their feet, um, you know. And for for our basketball team to to give the community a um, you know something to rally behind and give everybody something positive to get behind, I think was was huge, uh, especially in a time of uh, devastation. Um, I couldn't be more proud of our kids um, and. You know, I, th- I think th- I think, like I said earlier, if you were there Thursday, what our basketball team meant to this community really showed itself. Coach Josh Daniel of Herbert Hoover High School, the Huskies made the state tournament for the first time in their history. Felt a Fairmont senior in the state quarterfinals, but um, a run and a season that meant much more after uh, the devastating flooding from June 23rd. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations on a, just a phenomenal season. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate All right. it. All right, once again, that's Josh Daniel of Herbert Hoover High School. We'll step aside and take a break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Lindsay Rinker. She, uh, she is our standout athlete of the week. And we'll keep you updated on that University Huntington game as they come down the stretch on semifinal Friday in Charleston. 157 to go. Huntington with a seven point lead. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Congratulations to our standout athlete of the week tonight, Lindsay Rinker, Moorfield Yellow Jackets, and she'll be on soon. She joins Doug Workman, Lauren Antelock, Chandler Stacy, Emily Sarborn, Seth Meadows, Veda Elmani, Reese Nichols, Ellis Bud Bryson, Marquez McAfee, Cheyenne Dunham, Cody Jude, Jamie Vest, and Kylie Schaff. We hope you're enjoying the pictures, and we want to thank everyone who sent photographs in to us so we can feature them on our video stream. You can watch the stream on Network West Virginia Channel 2 statewide, Facebook Live on RSN Sports' Facebook page, on Periscope if you go to our Twitter page, at hoops underscore roundup, Armstrong Channel 204, Comcast Channel 25 in the Tri-State area. And, of course, go to basketballnight.com, and you can watch us on YouTube. And, of course, there are many radio stations throughout the Mountain State that carry basketball Friday night in West Virginia. And if we're not carried in your area, talk to that station. Ask them to carry basketball Friday night in West Virginia next season. We start next December. This is the last show of the season. And again, we want to thank everybody that joined us on Twitter. We've got a newest Twitter follower just a few seconds ago, Joanne Webb. Hello, Joanne. Thank you for joining us. And welcome to the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. 
if you're like me and you just can't get enough of Basketball Friday Night, then come join us and you're in for a real good time. Now to my big daddy, Ryan Epling. Go Big Daddy. I'm Big Daddy. <laughs> hey, Big Daddy. Hey. You know, some things never change around here, right? Four years ago, I made a, uh, one of the biggest mistakes in radio history. And not really history, but in terms of fundamentally, you never repeat verbatim something someone says because they can record that and use it against you. That's how this works in this business. So, I heard somebody else that was recorded on there as well. The cause was actually participating in that. I, I, every, everybody, and here's the thing, too. Our guys in the back who do so much work, have so much responsibility, still find the time <laughs> to go back through it. Very efficient. And, and get, yes. Oh, well. well. Well, look at this. He's in the middle. He is the big daddy. <laughs> oh, here we go again. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So before we, uh, before we go completely off track here. And the two ricks for the kids here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who knew, right? Uh, 104 left to go in the fourth quarter. Huntington leading University 63-57. Great ball game. I'll do my best to deflect everything. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, great ball game. And uh, coming down to the wire there, University's going to have to get a couple stops. Huntington's going to have to miss a couple free throws. And the Hawks are going to have to uh, hit a couple shots to, to get that one right to where they want it to be. But obviously, still a lot to, to be played out there. So while that's going on, Let's go to this week's standout athlete of the week. She is a freshman at Moorfield High School. Uh, the Yellow Jackets uh, fell in the sectional semifinal this year. Uh, she led the Lady Jackets, though, with an average of 17 points per game and also is a part of an AAU team that travels across the country in the offseason. She is Lindsay Ranker. Lindsay, welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, and congratulations on being our standout athlete of the week. Hi, guys. How are you? Uh, we're doing well, <laughs> doing well here tonight. Sorry you had to hear all of that while ago, but uh, you just finished your freshman year at, at uh, your freshman season, I should say, at Moorfield High School, and uh, just tell me a little bit about your experience of uh, playing high school basketball, something that I know so many kids grow up watching high school teams play, and this year you got to be a part of one. Uh, just tell me about uh, how that was growing up in a small community and uh, being a part of the high school basketball program there. Yeah, so my high school season, my freshman year, it was a blast. And I play AAU around the country with some of the top teams in the states. So playing AAU helped me get and adapt to the higher level of play, which when I got to high school, it was just a matter of figuring out my teammates and how and what we could do to play our best. I understand you also work with middle school athletes and younger kids as well. Uh, three hours every Saturday morning helping with fundamentals. Is that something that you also get a lot out of yourself? Yes, I work on my fundamentals weekly, two to three hours a day, and giving my giving back to the community with little children gives me joy and knowing I can help others. I understand 
that uh, you've had to work on the farm, your, your grandparents' farm. Is that correct? Correct. Uh, okay, now I'm going to have a little fun with you. Okay. <laughs> Imagine that, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you, uh, on the farm, do you get to play any horse basketball-wise? No, not at all, nope. <laughs> None of that kind of fun stuff. <laughs> uh, Lindsey Rankin, our standout athlete of the week. And, again, one of the things that we talked about with that was, was working on our grandparents' farm. And, and we, we kind of talked about how, um, when we were talking with Dylan earlier, our special correspondent about this, Lindsey, is that uh, so many times today people do their weight training just simply in a weight room. I say simply. It's not easy work. Farm work is totally different. And, and so it, it's its own kind of workout. Yeah, so in the mornings I go up there around 7 o'clock and I used to have to put feed in buckets and then I would have to pour the feed into feed troughs. And then during the summer when you make hay, you have to throw the hay up into the barn so it can stay dry. And that works every muscle in your body. And I, It was so hard to move the next day when you're so not used to doing it every day. But it, it works you to death. <laughs> Do you prefer that type of workout? I, I, I mean, to me... That workout is a constructive workout because you're actually getting work done, whereas when you're lifting weights, you just set the weight back on the, the bench at the end and you're done. Uh, work is work to me. There's no <laughs> complaining. You just do what you got to do. Well, you, but you're accomplishing something more so than what you do when you're just lifting weights. Would you agree with that? Yes. You get to have more... More relationships when you're on the farm working. I like spending time with my family out there on the farm. So when I can feed cattle with my mom or my uncles, getting what needs to be done, done. It's more than just doing work. It's more like building relationships with your family and having good times and memories. Lindsey Rinker, our standout athlete of the week from Moorfield High School. Congratulations once again, and we wish you and the Yellow Jackets all the best of luck moving forward. And we wish you a, a very safe and fun AAU season as well. All right. Thank you, guys. It's a, such an honor and a blessing to be chosen for this. Well, thank you, and uh, and you're welcome, too. That's Lindsey Rinker from Moorfield High School. And, guys, we were we were giving a little heads up that she might be a little nervous, and I think we were lied to. <laughs> yeah. I think we were misled. She handled that very well. Freshman in high school, wow. Yeah, I tell you, well-spoken, and I really liked uh, when she talked about giving back. And it just goes to show you, of course, we celebrate basketball throughout the season here. It's more than just the ball bouncing on the court. I mean, the people that are involved in it have other interests. They have other desires that the game allows them a vehicle to do that. We heard Coach West earlier that talked about it, uh, the influence and impact that he he felt like uh, that God allowed him to do in his area. And then you hear Lindsey uh, talk about not just traveling with her AU team but also working with young children. So I think it says a lot about uh, the, the, the way that basketball touches a lot of different people. And the the time she talks about being on the farm and spending it with her family and um, been there, yeah, grown <laughs> to hay. I know what she's talking about. <laughs> nah, I can't say that I have, but my you know my my mother actually grew up on a farm and. I've got uh, one. Four if you'd sisters. Like to come no, out, I can okay. sign you up. That, We've that, got shifts working. That, that's all right. I've heard all about it, but. Um, you know that that family time is invaluable, and uh, you, you 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 know sometimes the work can be hard and 
can be laborious, but at the same time, that time you spend uh, with your family, be it at a basketball game, be it at a, any sporting event, be it just watching television, watching ball games on a you know NCAA tournament night such as tonight, or where you go to Charleston together to watch a game, where you work on the farm together, those moments don't last. And it, it's important to just kind of – it's hard to have that perspective when you're young. Right. But uh, once you understand it, you appreciate it more. Yeah, I agree. And uh, and cause uh, in the in the years and the, the athletes and the coaches and all the people you've covered, uh, I don't think Ryan uh, could have hit on anything more uh, more appropriate there because it does encompass a lot more. Absolutely, and yeah, believe it or not, I don't know that in my own life that I totally realized you know how much that that stuff matters and. You know, sometimes in, in the in the sports writing business, I say, and, and this goes for coaches as well. You spend so much time with other people's kids that you sometimes miss your own. Yeah. And, and Rick, I want to throw this out there too, real fast. Uh, I don't know how well you'll remember this, but uh, Wayne made the state baseball tournament this this past, or last year. Baseball season's already started, by the way. Um, and I actually saw Cos while I was up there for the Wayne Pike View game, and I was there with my dad. And that's one of the things I enjoy about high school sports and the things that I get to do is I get to spend a lot of time with my dad at ball games. And you met my dad, actually. And it's a small little world out there. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, family is so, so, so important. Don't let it, hey, kids out there. Don't, yeah. for, don't forget that. Yeah, don't let it get away from you because time moves forward. It doesn't stop to wait for anyone. And, um, you know, obviously a lot to get done in a lifetime and a lot to get done in the last hour of this show. we got one hour left to go. The AAA game winding down between Huntington and University. We'll get that final. We'll have Dave Morrison of ESPN The Ticket as well as Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues after this. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. There's no better place to be than right here. It's Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Once again, congratulations to our standout athlete of the week, Lindsey Rinker from the Moorfield Yellow Jackets. Join us on Twitter. Become part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. And if you go to Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, you can watch us on Periscope. Big shout-out to some of our newest followers. We're mentioning all the new followers this week. In fact, Joanna Webb is our newest follower just a few moments ago. She joins Isaac Logan, Grant Thompson, Arissa Hunter, Isaiah, Marianne, Dupva Rise, Olive, Tanner Amos, Logan Coe, Austin Gregory, Levi Shreve, Christina, Doug Nickel, Audrey Vaughn, Anna Heather, Jonathan Brooks, Zakora Russell, Strasburg Athletics, Danny Ferguson, Crystal Thompson, Fitz, Terry, Pamela Carson, Farley, Luke Frazier, Maxwell Gage, Alex Williams, Q, Stephen Eskins, Caleb Muncy, Madison, Liss, Lux Minimalism, Amy, Brooke Campbell, Allie Rains, One, Preston Scott, April Sharp, Haley Butcher, 
McComas Mike, Craig Link, Ty Work, Seth Allen, Gene Hochul, Kayla B, Shane Maynard, Derek Blair, Ryan Buckhammer, Braxton, and Hayden. All of them became part of our Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family by following us on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Be part of the family. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. It's the last hour of the season for us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Rick Marone, Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal all here with you tonight in studio on the semifinal Friday edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Great night for basketball. Game just ended. We now know who will be playing championship Saturday. And before we get to Dave Morrison of 102.3, the ticket in Beckley, I think now's a good time to just go ahead and do a full scoreboard update for the day. There we go. Hey, you know, our guys in the back are good because I didn't even give them any warning on that. Looking for scores, look no more, visit basketballnight.com. The game that just wrapped up in Class AAA, it was Huntington defeating University 73-65. The Highlanders will take on Capital. The Cougars defeated Morgantown in the other AAA semifinal 52-50. So it's number three Huntington against number one Capital tomorrow night, 7-15 in the Class AAA state championship game. In Class AA, Top seed Fairmont Senior beats number five Mingo Central 62-44. The Polar Bears get a measure of revenge from the football state title game with that semifinal basketball victory tonight. They will take on Chapmanville Regional. The Tigers defeated Lincoln 57-40 in the semifinals. First time Chapmanville has ever played for a boys basketball state championship. And in class single A, Ravenswood defeated Madonna 41-36 and Notre Dame defeated Wheeling Central 73-51. That was number four Notre Dame over number one Wheeling Central. So you've got second seed Ravenswood, fourth seed Notre Dame in the Class A title game tomorrow at noon at the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum. And that is your BasketballNight.com scoreboard update. That's right. We have all six scores. Usually six scores just means you found uh, about, you know, that's when you get started <laughs> on, a, on a typical Friday night throughout the course of the season. Or, but, or one of those uh, nights when uh, everybody snowed out. <laughs> and, and that has happened. And We'll go to Dave Morrison of ESPN, the ticket, in just a moment. But first, we're going to go to the phone lines to the assistant executive director of the West Virginia Secondary Schools Activities Commission, Greg Reed. He joins us now on the program. And... Uh, Mr. Reed, first off, welcome to the program. Thank you. Yeah, it's an honor to be on your show. We uh, hear great things about it. Well, that, 
hopefully they stay that way too. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Reed, State, you're going now into, into championship Saturday, and uh, just tell me from from your perspective and with your responsibilities how this state championship has has fared in Charleston this year. Well, you know, last week, of course, we had the girls and uh, had a great tournament, uh, capping it off this week uh, with the boys and um, the crowd and, and the enthusiasm today. Uh, any time you get to Friday and you get into the semifinal rounds, uh, it's an exciting day for uh, West Virginia high school basketball. And we've, we've had a great day today and uh, some great games and looking forward to tomorrow with uh, our championships, our three championships so I, I've heard some stories from from some friends who, who have kind of got caught up in maybe a combination of the the renovations going on in the Charleston Civic Center and, and you know maybe not being able to get in smoothly as they would like. And obviously, it doesn't matter how many ticket windows you open up; it, it, it tends to be uh, when you get a lot of people there, it's going to be difficult to deal with, and that's a good problem to have in the grand scheme of things. But um, is that something that you you look at in the future? I don't even know if that's your responsibility exactly. I think that might be more on the site, but is that something that, that you still take a look yeah. at? Yeah, I mean, we always look at it, but uh, the, the Civic Center handles all of our tickets uh, for the state tournament. And uh, with all the renovations, I mean, we're looking at a $90 million project here in Charleston. And uh, it's going to be... Uh, a fantastic facility once everything is completed, but we're we're still it sounds like about eighteen months out. And when you're going through this transition, that you always have some difficulties. And um, but it looked like you know by tonight's sessions that uh, you know we we probably had eight to nine thousand people in here strong. So um, they they got in tonight, so that's good. And they saw some good basketball, but uh, it's going to be beautiful once it's finished. It's just going to take some time, and uh, we just have to work through the kinks. Uh, until that time uh, uh, expires, and, and uh, once we do, uh, there there won't be any better facility than uh, than the uh, Charleston Civic Center to host our event here in basketball. I've known Greg for several years. How many years, Greg? Do you think? Oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> let's go back uh, to twenty plus. Yeah. Well, anyway, when you get a certain age, you just yeah, you just you know kind of lose track of time. Well, Greg, Greg asked me to, to throw him a softball tonight. When we got talking a little bit earlier, so Greg, all I want you to do now this this show for the first year is on WRNR back in Martinsburg. So I want you to say hello to okay. all your friends back home. I, I would love to, and I still have. Uh, of course, my son goes to Martinsburg High School, so I would. Uh, uh, very much appreciate saying hi to the people in Martinsburg and the Eastern Panhandle. Is that a softball enough? Yeah, that 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 was easy. <laughs> you know, we we can take that one. So uh, again, with the, the tournaments in Charleston and having as much success as they've had there, obviously you mentioned eight to nine thousand tonight for the evening session of semifinal Friday and. Uh, just having to take care of all the logistics of that, I, I think it's it's hard to say that it would it would be impossible to do everything perfectly because there's so much to deal with, especially in this day and age with technology. But 
the only complaints that I that I hear are things that are literally out of anyone's control that can't even be foreseen, and they're not necessarily complaints. It's just more like uh, people. You know how people tend to vent sometimes if the drive-through order is wrong or something like that. And that's right. You know, yeah, I, I think yeah, that, and, it, and it probably has taken some time to get through uh, the new lobby and uh, maneuver through that. Uh, it's all you know coming out of the mall and in, into a new lobby now and. and uh, a new process. It's going to take some adjusting for our people and our fans, but in the long run, it's going to be much better. The Charleston Civic Center Coliseum is the host of the Boys and Girls State Basketball Tournaments. Greg Reed is the, executive, is the assistant executive director of the Secondary Schools Activities Commission, and uh, something that we always have on. And I know that you, you don't want, you probably won't want to go too deep into this, but. Something that we always have our ask, you know, our resident referee segment where we have a, a certified SSAC official who will, um, who will talk about rules of the game, etc. And, and he goes through the process of, of how officials are chosen for championship games. He's done that for us in the past. But from, from your perspective, in terms of getting the officials uh, picked for championship Saturday, what's that process? Well, we we bring six crews from around the state of West Virginia, and uh, so we have 18 officials here. Uh, we we evaluate each crew uh, after each game or during each game, actually, and and chart uh, how their performance uh, stands stands up to other crews in the tournament and the difficulty of the games. And uh, it, it's a tough process to to try to you know whittle this down to three crews on a Saturday. And, um, you know, these, these, these guys, these officials, they're competing like our basketball teams. I mean, they want to make it to championship Saturday also. Uh, that's a big highlight for them. And, and unfortunately, we, we can't go with all six crews. We have to, um, we have to eliminate three tonight and uh, go with what we feel are the three best crews tomorrow. Now, with that being said, uh, there's potential that it's not our three best crews because – uh, we do not allow officials to work their home area schools uh, during the tournament. So by the process of elimination, that, that eliminates um, a crew or two uh, because, you know, just to give you an example, you, you have Notre Dame in the single-way game and you also have Fairmont Senior in the double-way game. So the association in that area, uh, they, they might be one of your best crews, but they're eliminated uh, because they – work those games during the regular season. So it, it's a rating process plus an elimination process of where the schools are located compared to where the officials are located. All right, that's Greg Reed, the Assistant Executive Director of the WVSSAC. Thanks so much for taking time to join us one more day of State Tournament Basketball yes. tomorrow. Okay, I appreciate it, guys. All right, again, thanks so much. That's Greg Reed of the SSAC. We'll go back to the phone lines in just a moment. We'll talk with Lonnie Lucas of the Huntington girls basketball team who won a state championship. We'll also talk with Dave Morrison of ESPN 102.3, the ticket. He's been up in Charleston for the state tournament, as is Joe Linville, who's a co-host for the show. We finally got his name in the rejoins, and then he's, <laughs> he's not, not here. here. Um so you know, we'll take a second here, Rick. Any, anytime there's change, um, we we always know there was always uh, a little bit of hesitancy, and, and so forth. I know that there was some uneasiness about uh, the changes going on with the the lobby area, and, and obviously it's going to be beautiful in Charleston once the renovations are complete. But 
it's, it can be kind of tricky when you're in the middle of them and still hosting big events. Yeah, and I think they've done the best that they can and then handling uh, big crowds. So uh, I think the Civic Center's done a great job, and it's going to be uh, beautiful when it's completed. Let's go back to the phone lines. Fred Persinger is the voice of high school basketball in West Virginia on Metro News. Fred, welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thank you, guys. Good to be here. Three big games tomorrow, Capital and Huntington. You've got Notre Dame and Ravenswood. You've got Chapmanville Regional and Fairmont Senior. And Again, as we seem to say so many times, lots of storylines. And this year, at least, we are going to have uh, at least two new state champions. Yeah, you're right. Morgantown is is not here, and of course uh, we've got a new championship. Huntington St. Joe didn't make it, but you know if you if you look at single A first, uh, I think this storyline is Ravenswood, of course, dropping down from double A to single A, and uh, they get Notre Dame. And uh, I know Notre Dame is the four seed, of course Ravenswood is the two seed, but uh, Notre Dame has a real story with Jared West, the coach, and Jared West's son, and. Really, the score on that ball club. He's had two outstanding games. Had a big game earlier today as they knocked off the one seed Wheeling Central Catholic. So uh, I expect that to really be a good game at high noon tomorrow. Fairmont Senior in Double A defeating Mingo Central tonight. Or also today it was Chapmanville over Lincoln. So you've got a Fairmont Senior Chapmanville championship. The Tigers have never won a boys basketball state championship. They've never even played in a title game. And uh, that's a team that's been impressive. Fairmont Senior has been impressive. Uh, I think that's going to be one heck of a ball game tomorrow. Yeah, I think it can be. Of course, the story there was where the number seven seed Lincoln upset Bluefield, the number two seed, way back on Thursday at one o'clock. So, you know, when when you look at the teams that have made it, I think they're two very very talented teams. Of course, Fairmont Senior and Hedrick State Breton trying to get the repeat uh, from last year, and they just dismantled what I thought was a very good Mingo Central team. 62-44 earlier this evening in between the two AAA games. And uh, uh, I think Fairmont Senior really is on a mission. They've written us got a lot of talented kids, uh, whether it's Dobbs or whether it's Horton or whoever he's looking for to score, they get the job done. And, and Chapmanville has proven that they belong here. So I think uh, you're right. I think it will be a good ball game tomorrow afternoon around 2.30. And then the AAA game tomorrow night, Huntington in its third consecutive state championship game make that fourth consecutive state championship game yeah i don't want to short them one and then uh you know the taking on capital who capital was ultra impressive on day one against parkersburg south and then morgantown took them right to the wire nearly beat them today so i think you saw maybe both sides of uh, a capital ball club that can look invincible and then a capital ball club that can be beaten on a given night well, they score in spurts is, is what their deal is. And, I mean, honey, I give credit to Morgantown tonight for the defense. They, they slapped 2-3 the on them. And then Capital just – they like the game where they can get up and down the floor and just run, 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 run. And, and Capital was held to 52 points tonight and really almost lost the game because uh, a last-second shot that just bounced off the board and hit the top of the rim and then fell off instead of falling back through – and it would be a different story. But uh, I give credit to Morgantown. They played their hearts out tonight against a team that everyone has all really, really handed the trophy to them. Now, they get a Huntington ball club 
Uh, that took care of a pretty good university team tonight, 73-65. Uh, Michael Dawson was the story there. He played, of course, last night in the quarters and scored 29 points. And then tonight he saddled with foul trouble early in the first half. And then he had to leave the bench completely because of dehydration was what was reported to us during the game and didn't come back until the fourth quarter, about four minutes left of the fourth quarter, and ended up scoring 26 points tonight. And a lot from the free throw line. Huntington was 19 of 23 from the line is as university had to foul just to cut the lead down. Uh, so give credit to Huntington. Now, they played Capital twice in the regular season. First time they met, Capital won by seven points. The second time they met, Capital won by 24 points. And I asked head coach Ron Hess, what was the story in that game? And he simply said one word, Capital. And that's the type of team uh, that Capital is this year. Matt Green has an outstanding ball club, a lot of athletes, a lot of high-flying athletes. And I think Huntington will come out and choose to run with them. And if they do, we'll have an up-and-down floor. We've got a lot of talent on both teams. So it'll be interesting tomorrow night. Fred Persinger of Metro News, always a pleasure. And your voice synonymous with state championships in West Virginia. And uh, always do a fantastic job with that. Look forward to tomorrow. Hey, guys, thank you for the time. I appreciate it. All right, thanks very much. That's Fred Persinger again, Metro News, the uh, voice of uh, high school sports in West Virginia. We've got to step aside, take a break. We'll get to Lonnie Lucas immediately after the break. We'll also have Dave Morrison and Joe Linville as Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's basketball Friday night in West Virginia. This is the final show for the season, but we'll be back next December. Of course, we're streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University, and we want to thank Marshall for allowing us to use their facilities to produce Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia so you can listen to it on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State and also watch it too. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? Marshall University Sports Journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism at Marshall is important, it's serious, and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide in a multi-billion dollar industry. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. You can still join us on Twitter. You also can go to our website tonight and vote in our final poll of the season. A shout-out to all of the new Twitter followers. Thank you for being part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. A shout-out to Joanna Webb, Isaac Logan, Grant Thompson, Marissa Hunter, Isaiah, Marianne, W. Rides, Olive, Tanner Amos, Logan Coe, Austin Gregory. They're part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thank you so much for keeping us up to date on all your teams. Don't move me. Let's get real, real gone for a change. 
Mountain Basketball's home for the Mountain State. And now back to your host, Jedi Wordsmith, Rick Kozlowski, Ryan Big Daddy Epling, and our own Mr. Hanson. Did I say Mr. Hanson? Mr. Hanson, Coach Rick Marone. And we welcome you back to 1119 on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. As we're just celebrating our final episode of the season and semifinal Friday of the Boys High School State Tournament. The Girls High School Tournament wrapped up one week ago as the Ricks beside me are really enjoying the, the, the bump music there as we come back. But uh, it was an enjoyable night as well for Lonnie Lucas a, a, a week ago last Saturday as the Huntington Highlanders girls pick up a state championship with the victory over Buchanan Upshur. The final score 72-54 in that one. Coach Lucas joins us now. And Coach, first off, 17 years after your last title, another championship. Congratulations on winning the AAA state championship. Much. It's a long time coming. And I know you had a lot of trips to uh, Charleston in between and uh, a lot of heartbreak on that floor. Tell me the emotion that was going through you and, and seeing your kids when you knew that they had the game in hand there about mm, the latter couple minutes of that game and you knew you were going to win a state title. Well, uh, for me, uh, you know, it felt, you know, felt good. But I, I felt great for the kids. You know, these seniors have been here four times, and uh, you know they decided last year that this was they were, they expected to win. They wasn't no sense just dreaming about it or wanting to be there. Uh, you know, we've been there and made a step forward each each year we got there, and, and so uh, we talked about it a little bit during the season about they were good enough to win it, but they just had to expect to be there. And if you expect to do something, you know, you're going to work harder to get there. And uh, they kicked it up the last part of the season. Your team was only up four after three quarters and outscored by Canada Ups for 28-14 in the fourth to get the 18-point win. But uh, something we've talked about has been a struggle in many boys' games, not for the Huntington boys tonight, but for many of the boys' games in the tournament was free-throw shooting. Your team in the fourth quarter did not allow Buchanan Upshur back in that game by knocking down your free-throws. Well, a lot of their fouls, they, you know, they, they were putting us to the line, and I think the, they looked at the program and sort of gambled on the fact that we, we normally shoot about 65% from the foul line. But uh, that particular game, you know, we kicked his way up, and, uh, you know, the girls only missed, I think, two foul shots in the fourth quarter. And uh, that was uh, that was a big factor in it. And uh, people, you know, we preach all the time that foul shooting is the important thing, and, and it will carry you through the close games. And that was just proof of it uh, last Friday night. Great ball game from Jordan Dawson, as you would expect from uh, the Gatorade, two-time Gatorade State Player of the Year. 28 points, 12 rebounds in that contest, but you also end up with 19 points from Mariah Harmon, 14 from Lexi Sheffield, and we talk about it all the time, but it's true. It takes more than one uh, you know, it's more than a one-person show to win a state title, and that was really a full team effort from, from your ball club. It was, and Mariah uh, stayed on the bench there for a couple of quarters, and, and uh, or most of the, uh, all of the second quarter. And then, you know, she came out, had lots of energy the third and fourth quarter, and then 
down the down the stretch they, they were fouling and Lexi she just stepped up and made them foul her, which put her to line and she was on a roll and been been an excellent foul shooter that that particular night. And of course all all the four of the seniors and little Turner little Turner kid, you know, she uh, she had t- uh, a great tournament and uh, she took on the uh, what was probably the two of the best point guards in the state and held one of them to six and one of them to eight, which was the uh, which was the key for us for our victory. Coach, how relaxed were you in the fourth quarter? I asked that because I was shown a picture of you sucking on uh, a lemonade on the bench late in the game. Well, that's kind of got a long story behind the lemonade. My son, my son always comes to the comes to the state tournament when we play, and he's a he's a doctor up in the other part of the state, and uh, he comes down, brings his family, and uh, he and his son bring me down a lemonade at the start of every game, and I had I had not only in the final game, but I had it in the first two games too. And I think my wife brought the first one to me, but but uh, uh, I enjoy those things. And at the state tournament, I always I always drink a few, and and uh, he always brings one down for the game. But uh, basically, I, I was pretty relaxed the whole game because uh, you know uh, it's kind of in the hands of the girls when we get out there and play. I I do very little when uh, when they. When we when we play, we do it in practice, and then we come out, and, and the girls are the leaders when they get on the floor. And uh, that's the beauty of having talented police, talented people that know what's going on—not just players, but Turner kids. Is very talented, and she knew she called all the offensive plays, and we call the defensive plays. And that's basically that's basically it. But it was uh, it was it was it was relaxing though. I mean, I. But I, I drink those every every state tournament. So you're superstitious about them, then? No, not really. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't go out and buy one. If someone brings me one, I'll drink it. If they don't, I don't drink it. So, uh, but usually my son brings one down. But no, I'm I'm a lot of things, but superstition is not one of them. So, so we figured out your true motivation for getting to the state tournament is just the lemonade. Yeah. Hey, it's good. I'm, 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 I'm right there with you. Yeah, and I had one last night too. Uh, so I, I skipped the night, but I'll get I'll get one tomorrow night in the finals when the when the boys are playing. I'll I'll probably I'll probably pick one up when I go in for that game. Coach Lonnie Lucas of the Huntington High Girls basketball team, the 2017 Class AAA state champions. Once again, congratulations! Thanks so much for joining us, and always uh, enjoy speaking with you. Thank you very much. Appreciate you having me on. All right. Between sips of lemonade. That's, what, that's what it sounded like, didn't it? Like that that did almost sound like, <laughs> one, it sounded like he was moving along in a vehicle. <laughs> and two, uh, yeah, like, mo- like the, the motivation to get there was, and now, again, not superstitious. He just likes lemonade. Well, that's what I got from it. <laughs> what's, what's the old saying about uh, turning lemons into lemonade? Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, Let's go right back to the phone lines. Dave Morrison of ESPN, the ticket in Beckley. He's been so kind to hold with us for about a half hour now. Iron Man. Yeah, Dave getting the Iron Man award for now. That for might now. go somewhere else in a moment. But 
Uh, Dave, a great week of high school basketball the last three days in Charleston and uh, starting to head down the home stretch. Before we get started, (laughs) if I can get someone to bring me a monster energy drink, it's got to be the Java type. At every state tournament, I would definitely uh, accept that as well. Two, um, you were talking to Fred Persinger about being the voice of, I believe me and Rick Kozlowski are the pins and or keyboards of the state tournament. As you know, Cos has been at every one because he is Methuselah. And now we do, Mr. Kozlowski. I know you didn't have enough time to get the Dahmer story in. I'm good with that. No Hawaiian shirt. Very, very disappointing. And as I said before, I know you've covered every state tournament because you are older than Methuselah. Kaz, how you doing? We're, 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 we are dressed in the team jersey or the team shirts tonight. Yeah, I saw that. And Marshall, you look very good in the Marshall logo. I just want to throw that out there as well. And maybe that name is from Marquette. I don't know. Well, and and before and Dave, I want to ask Rick a question while you're here. Rick, how was that sudden death overtime game in 1919 between Huntington and St. Albans? No, I'm playing. That's it. Yeah, he might have covered the original Olympics. <laughs> I think he was in Athens, Greece for the original Olympics. We love Kyle. I watched the marathon, the actual, the original. <laughs> yep. Oh, good times. He's not joking. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what we, we enjoy about uh, this program, too, is we get to bring friends together from uh, across the state and be it in person or via phone. And, and we just kind of get to eavesdrop on, uh, you know, just the banter. And we enjoy that as well. And um, Oh, yeah, there was basketball this week. I forgot about that. Yeah, some people put the ball through a hoop a few times. Um <laughs> And some doing it pretty well. Too. This has been a compelling state tournament. I know we've only had really one game that came right down to the final possession at this point. But at the same time, we've had good matchups. I don't know that anybody has just flat out not belonged in this state tournament. I think everyone's represented themselves very well. It's been it's been a great tournament, especially today with the performance by Jared West. I know you had Jared uh, Sr., or I think they call him the older Jared. You remember the last time he called in? I was actually uh, sitting there with you guys, and now he's caused so a complete switch there. But uh, a very I'm better very looking, by the way. Thirty five. I am better looking. Thank you. No, I said I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I misunderstood. Uh, but uh, Jared, well, there's, there's nothing new about today, that. Certainly. About his thirty five. No, about uh, never mind. Continue, continue, sir. Well, his 35-point performance, not his career high. That came against Parkersburg a couple weeks ago. But 35 in the state tournament puts him now in the top 10 in single A. Great performance there. You've got Chapmanville tomorrow going up against Fairmont. Chapmanville, uh, very good. I think every guard they throw out there can shoot threes. Rue Williamson, obviously, very good. A couple guys in the low post. I haven't seen a lot of the triple A, but you know Capital and Huntington, will be the all-MSAC matchup, and you know that will be a good one. Well, a chance for Huntington to win boys and girls, a chance for Fairmont Senior to win boys and girls, and in really a state where it feels like there's not a concentration of talent in many aspects, 
And then the state championship sort of proving proving that theory a little bit incorrect, perhaps. Yeah, I, I, I guess if you're talking individual talent, as opposed to other places, right. maybe not so much. But uh, as far as the teams go, you've got the Capital team. I think they and Woodrow this year have played some national-type teams and did well in some of those cause, of course, his Martinsburg team played in a, a national event. We talked about that on the show the other day. And uh, as far as teams go and teams, it seems like it is. You mentioned the girls and, and boys teams having a chance to win the uh, tournament in the same year. That's a very interesting storyline in itself. But I, maybe we don't have that overall talent. I think this year overall talent may be down a little bit. But as far as the teams go and the storylines in the state tournament are always great. Always a good time. And Dave Morrison, ESPN 102.3, the ticket, a member of the family here on Basketball Friday night. And uh, we thank you so much for uh, joining us, hanging in there tonight, and for, uh, for all the work that you do in high school sports and for uh, being a part of this program on a regular basis throughout the year. And I know uh, Rick's looking forward to talking to you again uh, soon. Yeah, I, I just spoke for yeah, Rick. And I, like next year. I, I will say this. Mel Stevens may have found the antidote for Jared West. I asked him what he would tell Ravenswood. He said, I'd tell him to maybe try to sneak six guys out there and get two on him. <laughs> I'll leave you guys with that. Hey, guys, I appreciate it. Have a good evening. Thanks. You too. That's Dave Morrison of ESPN 102.3, the ticket in Beckley. We'll step aside, take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Joe Linville. Our new Iron Man of the night, <laughs> and our resident referee, Bo Anderson, as we've just got less than 30 minutes left in Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. High School Basketball's Voice in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We have so many people to thank, and we want to thank all of our great affiliates throughout the Mountain State. Of course, you can listen on great radio stations to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the all-new 92.5 FM WTHMLP Ravenswood Ripley. Thank you to Mike Graham. We're also on 94 Rock, WRLF in Fairmont, Power 92 Radio, 92.3 FM, WYRCLP in Spencer. 104.5 FM WASPLP in Huntington, 97.9 FM WSPWLP in Parkersburg, 101.1 FM WVWPLP in Wayne, Knights Radio, 91.5 FM WRSG in Middleburg, Talk Radio WRNR, Martinsburg, 106.7 FM WHFI in Linside, 95, The Sports Fox, WBES in Charleston, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM WVOW in Logan. And we want to thank them. They were the first commercial station to put us on the air, and we really appreciate them. Light Rock 93R, WRRR, St. Mary's 93.9 FM, 90.7 FM, WFGH Fort K, WMTD, the ticket, 102.3 FM in Hinton. Of course, that's Dave Morrison Station, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP Edmund Beckley, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP in Clay, and Marshall University's flagship station, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. 
thank you to all the affiliates carrying basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 11.34 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Rick Marone, and Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal. Happy to have you along from our Huntington Studios on the campus of Marshall University and the WMUL-FM Studios, the student voice of Marshall University. We thank them so much for their uh, hospitality, their, what they lend to this show, which is invaluable. We can't put it into value because we wouldn't exist without them. And uh, we, we thank them for all that they do for this program. A real quick one, just mention in that Huntington win over University tonight, Michael Dawson with 26 points on 7 of 11 shooting. Um, you know, this is a Huntington team that shot 58% from the floor, 53% from three-point range, and 83% from the foul line, and one by eight. I think that, that tells you university, really, really good basketball team. Huntington had to play very well to beat them. Yeah, you had two of the, the top teams. Uh, you know, universities had a tremendous year this year, and uh, I think uh, just like you said, you've got to play your top game in order to beat the teams at this level. Huntington able to do that, and and it's all those little things that add up and uh, gets them through to the finals tomorrow. Joe Linville has been covering the state basketball tournament for us in Charleston and is a regular on this program. He made 13 out of 15 this year in the uh, in studio, and we welcome him back to the program. And Joe, that AAA semifinal was every bit the competitive game we thought it would be tonight Huntington though a little bit too strong in the end but wow when they don't leave the door open by missing any shots it's hard for university it was hard for them to get back in that game tonight yeah I mean shooting six or fifty-eight uh, percent I mean that's that's unreal and and the score you know even though it was 73 65 it may have been just a tick closer than that Huntington uh, or I'm sorry university uh, you know had to start making or attempting to make three points to get back in the game and even have a shot at there in the closing seconds and so forth. But it was another fantastic game. We saw really three, what I would say, pretty good high school basketball games and two extremely well, the single A and the uh, and the uh, triple A here. We just uh, finished up. i tell you what, if you want a good seat for tomorrow's game, come on by the Charleston Civic Center. There's uh, three of us remaining on press row, and there's about 20 uh, – maintenance people in here picking up trash but other than that the civic center coliseum <laughs> is empty <laughs> uh, and hey if you get there now you don't have to wait through the line tomorrow <laughs> but uh that's right you can sit anywhere you want to pretty much so. and, and joe i know that you're connected in strong with the the, the coal fields and, and especially uh around scott but you know obviously that's right down corridor g with chapmanville in that area and you know if, it's an exciting time for Chapmanville making their first ever double A state football or state basketball championship game appearance. And that's a community that has really, really swelled behind its basketball team this year. Oh, absolutely. I tell you what, quarter G this week 
has been like I ninety five down <laughs> through the south, down through Atlanta, and some of these big cities. I, it, it, it seems like it's just wall to wall cars going and coming to the Charleston Civic Center here all week. But but yeah, the people of Chapmanville. I mean, they're a pretty tight knit group, you know, community anyway. Uh, they've had a good run with softball. You know, ha- they've had a pretty decent football program in years, and now the basketball program stepping up. And they've you know known what for years in baseball. And I tell you what, I really look for a big crowd out of Southern West Virginia to be here to cheer on the orange and black tomorrow afternoon. You know, Logan is the one that has the reputation in that area for just the amazing crowds they would bring to Charleston. And I know Logan and Chapmanville are rivals. There'll be a few people there from Logan <laughs> who who might, you know, I don't know if they'll necessarily wear orange and black, but they'll go up and watch the game with interest, I'm sure. Oh yeah, I, I think you're correct, Ron. I, I think you. I think you'll see some, maybe in a few Mingo Central fans back here tomorrow. Uh, I heard some of them talking about they had you know rooms for the night. The, they were going to you know stay over and watch some games tomorrow. But yeah, quarter G will definitely be busy. Let's just uh, hope the Smoky Bears decide to stay home tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe, we we greatly appreciate all that you do for this program, and I know that. Um, Folks who are listening or, or watching on Network West Virginia or the various uh, outlets that we are on right now, including Armstrong Cable and uh, you know on um, Comcast uh, as well, um, it might not be a big deal to them, but but Joe drives an hour and a half one way to be with us on Friday nights, and we greatly appreciate all that you've done for us uh, on this program. And we finally got your name in the um, in the bumper there, <laughs> but you're not here. I heard that. Yeah, I know. I heard that. And, you know, you, you send me off to, to actually work. Actually, it's been a great tournament. I, I've really enjoyed the year. Real quickly, Ron, I just got to throw something right back at you. Region 4, Section 2, we've talked about it all season. Not very often do you have uh, four team, or two teams out of a section end up in the top four in the state of the basketball tournament. I tell you what, my hat's off again to that entire uh, section because it, it was definitely a very tough one to come out of. And, and Mingo Central, you know, proved that, you know, after taking the loss to Chapmanville and then coming back and knocking Polka out of the shot at, uh, of, of another state championship. So I'll kind of I'll leave it at that. It's, it's been a great year. Thank you, Rick, Bill, Paz, the whole crew, man. I tell you what, it, we've had a great time celebrating high school basketball game, and we look forward to doing it again next year. That sounds good. That's Joe Linville of Basketball Friday Night in West <laughs> Virginia. And we go right back to the phones. And actually, you know what? We're going we'll to wait a moment before we go back to the phone because I think we're going to have another guest here. Bo Anderson's in queue, but we're going to wait a second because I think we've got someone we need to uh, we'll expedite uh, in just a second as soon as we get them through here. But, um, Kaz, you, you heard Joe talk about just celebrating high school basketball. And I know that you've heard this show from afar. You've been in studio now with us uh, twice. You were with us uh, a year ago. And, and you brought me back. That's and, the and, we st- thing. <laughs> and we still brought you back. So, um, you know, your, your thoughts just on, um, you know, from your perspective, what you see with, with, you know, where can we improve on this show? I'm going to ask you that on the air. Where can, what can we do better? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> no one else hears that but us, by the way. Uh, I guess one way to improve it is for me not to listen to the uh, the instructions coming from from afar. 
Okay, pr- print journalism, you don't normally have someone talking to you while you're talking. And, yeah, that's... That was a little different, yes. I, it kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop. I'll let you think about it for a second. How's that? Because I just threw that at you out of just, just out of left field. Let's go to our resident referee, Bo Anderson. He joins us now on the program as he has been in Charleston for the state tournament. Our resident referee, Bo Anderson, joins us here on Basketball Friday Mr. Night Anderson, in West Virginia. We missed you. Yep. We missed you, Bo. Welcome back. Hey, buddy. I'm, uh, I'm here. Hey. Hated it's the last night. I'm actually, uh, you know, it's a enjoyable show just to listen to. And I heard Cos take a beating there a little bit ago, so uh, I feel good about myself. Hey, Bo, this has been uh, one of the few shows that we've had recently with no technicals being doled out. I, I don't know if you're slipping or some of your helpers that you have here in the studio, but I, I don't think anybody's been teed up tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Well. Now, Rick, the night's not over yet. Bo, we've talked about this throughout the course of the season, and now with just one day to go, three games left of high school basketball in West Virginia. Um, What are the things that you have noticed from your perspective officiating these games over the course of uh, the past several years, and especially here the last, uh, you know, few years in particular um do you see anything different in terms of the way kids or coaches react to officials do they seem more restrained or do they seem more open or are they staying about the same as they have for years now well you know i think it's kind of leveled off a little bit uh you know i i still see some things obviously that that you know, sometimes you get surprised by some reactions uh, from kids and from coaches. Um, you know, I mean, I, I'll speak for myself. This year was an excellent year for me. Uh, you know, I, I only had two technical fouls and nearly 60 games officiated. So, you know, I, and I think, you know, part of that, uh, guys, is, you know, who you are and, and who's working. You know, most of the people that have had me have had me before and whether they think I'm good, bad, or ugly, they know what they're getting. And, you know, part of it is it depends on, you know, if I have somebody different, sometimes it takes a little time for them to get used to me and me to get used to them. And it's just like anything else. Everybody's different. But, you know, in the sports and state tournaments, you know, there's not been a lot of bad things happen. I I was up today, and and I saw some of the girls, you know, last week. And, uh, you know, it's not been too bad. You know, I think – most everybody understands, but then again, you got a lot of um, veteran coaches that are still there coaching, and you know they've had or seen most of the officials that are working, just like throughout the year. So you know it's it's not been too bad. You know, as officials, you know we don't want it to be that way. You know we don't want to have to deal with coaches every trip or deal with players with attitudes. And you know some of the best things that I like is you know if I've got a player who's out there you know, acting up a little bit and I go and I say, coach, take care of it, you know, so I don't have to. And he puts them right out and sets them down and tells them that's the best thing that can happen. Uh, that, that, that's great coaching on that coach's part. Uh, and you know, most certainly when that happens, the player comes back in, he may even come and apologize to you. You know, that's the kind of stuff that you really, 
we really want to see in, especially as an official. And like I say, most of the coaches up there in the state tournament have been there before. You know, they're veterans. Um, and, you know, they, they pretty much, you know, they know how to conduct themselves. They're, you know, they're fine. Our resident referee, Bo Anderson. Bo, I know we didn't get to have you on for very long tonight. Fortunately, we haven't had really any uh, thing that has occurred in the state tournament that would require uh, explanation. It's been a pretty pretty straightforward tournament. We hope for a straightforward uh, championship Saturday tomorrow. We thank you for all that, that you do and taking the time out to join us each and every Friday night and to, to show a perspective again that not a lot of people have or receive uh, from the uh, from the eyes of an official. Well, I, you know, I like being you know I like being a part of the show. I appreciate you guys having me. You guys do a great justice to the game of basketball for high school for the kids and the coaches and the schools. And uh, you know, one thing that I, I think maybe has come across uh, whenever I, I do come on the air, a lot of people realize that one, I'm really crazy, and two. Uh, I'm actually human. I'm not some mechanical robot that's out there working the game. And, uh, you know, I do have, uh, whether it be good or bad, a sense of humor. And, uh, you know, I'm human just like everybody else. So, you know, I think that's come across. You know, a few people, you know, realize that. And uh, I'm hoping that's a, a direct reflection to all officials in the state. And you guys do a great job with the show. Uh, all you guys are great. Um, it's good for the high school uh, teams. It's good for good for the kids good for everybody and i just appreciate being a part of the show bo anderson our resident referee we thank you so much for joining us we'll step aside for our final break we'll come back we'll wrap up another season of basketball friday night in west virginia marcus constantino will come in and get you the poll results from last week we're not going to put out a a year-long poll for next (laughs) year we'll get final thoughts from rick kozlowski and rick marone as we head to championship saturday on basketball friday night in west virginia on the fast break sports network Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. There's no better place to be than right here. It's Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. We are high school's voice in the Mountain State. Congratulations once again to all our standout athlete of the week. And we want to mention them all. And congratulations to Doug Workman from the Point Pleasant Knights. Lauren Antelock from the East Fairmont Bees. Chandler Stacy, Spring Valley Timberwolves. Emily Sarborn. Trinity Christian Warriors. Seth Meadows. Pikeville Panthers. Pike View Panthers. Beta Almani. Charleston Catholic Irish. Reese Nichols. Clay County Panthers. Ellis Bud Bryson, Mount View Golden Knights, Marquez McAfee, Oak Glen Golden Bears, Cheyenne Dunham, Charleston Black Eagles, Cody Jude, Tulsa Rebels, Jamie Fess, Princeton Tigers, Cody Shuff, Gilmer County, and tonight, our final standout athlete of the week, Lindsey Rinker from the Moorfield Yellow Jackets. People are still joining us on Twitter tonight. We thank you so much. A shout-out to Deanna Cadbury penn who just joined. Paul Halagano, Joanne Webb, Isaac Logan, Grant Thompson, Luke Frazier, Maxwell Gage, Alex Williams, Q. Quinn Flores, Stephen Elkins, Caleb Muncy, Madison, 
Amy, Brooke Campbell, Allie Rains, one, Preston Scott, April Sharp, Haley Butcher. They're all part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, and they will be back with us next year, December 8th, 2017. That's when we begin again. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. It is 11.50 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Rick Kozlowski, Rick Marone in studio tonight. Joe Linville at the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum has wrapped up his duties with us for the night. Marcus Constantino, his duties never end. He's with us now on set and uh, Marcus you've got to check on the final poll question of the year that's right last week we asked should state championship games be played in a single session rather than in split section uh, split sessions uh, you know right now we have uh, single a and double a and then triple a in the evening 65 percent of people think yes it should all be in one session 35 percent say no this is usually the part where I say go to basketballnight.com and vote for the next poll question, but this is it. But basketballnight.com will still be functioning. That's right. And uh, you guys put, my goodness, days yeah. and days mm-hmm. worth of hours into that website. And um, not, to, not to lift the veil too far here of the magic of radio and so forth, but... Uh, the work that you, Mike Stanley, Fred Dameron, and the countless others who are just, I can't even name them all, do make this program go. And it, it really, you guys are the, uh, you guys are the MVPs of this, uh, of this whole organization we've got going on well it's it's incredible you know anywhere i go and you know someone sees the shirt i tell them you know we cover 250 teams you know (laughs) your paper your station you may cover you know five or six we cover 250 and it's really a team effort to get you know all of these scores into basketballnight.com you know over the years uh, we've made so many contacts you know in all different parts of the state uh, you know you wouldn't believe uh, you know the the Hannons and uh, and just the, the the schools that are way out there where we have people texting us and emailing us those scores and uh, you know that's yeah the Paul Paul can't forget about Pawpaw. Sorry, no. Ryan. And, and, you know, it's incredible that, uh, that, that we have that, uh, that connection, you know, with our listeners. And, uh, you know, 20 radio stations, 35 counties right now, um, Network West Virginia. Um, it's been such an incredible year of, of growth here at Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And, uh, you know, can't wait to see what next year holds in store for us. We were sitting in a classroom with a sheet of paper with a with – <laughs> With the words basketball night in West Virginia yeah. printed on it. Had the and, logo on it yes. and the phone number. And look where we are now. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely uh, incredible. And you guys are – it's you guys behind the scenes that make that growth happen. Yeah. So thank you so much from us who just sit here and talk all the time. <laughs> thank you, Ryan. Glad to be part of this. All right. And, Rick, you've been subjected to the madness once again. Uh, I've given you some time to think about it. Where can we improve? Four hours. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I don't know about that no, seriously this is no. the fastest three hours right? it is absolutely and i've been in studio this is the second year and i am just amazed at what actually happens and if we go back in time 
when you guys invited me to be a part of the program, I think there were what maybe two or three stations. Yeah, we were we were on uh, we were on two stations to begin with, and now the way it has expanded. I just got a text. Or I just got a message from somebody who is listening back in Charlestown, and responding to Dave Morrison's comment about Methuselah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, people are listening, and personally, I am so honored that you guys allow me to be on the program to provide information and to be silly because, you know, let's face it, (laughs) I often am kind of out in left field somewhere. But, yeah, this program is just amazing and and the way it's expanded and it's come to the Eastern Panhandle and I know know people out there are listening because they've told me that they hear me on the radio. (laughs) Poor kids. (laughs) (laughs) And and it, it is incredible just to um, to think about all the work that those guys do to to help us grow and that um, in many ways we just sit out here and do the same show we've been doing for a few years. It's just it's gotten a little bit bigger, obviously, but I don't think people understand how easy they make our lives. And uh, you know, again, th- those guys in the back, guys and gals, but th- those folks in the back. I mean, they're the best. There, there's no better crew in radio, I, I promise you that. You know, one of those people back there is uh, is Fred Dameron. You heard me mention that name earlier. Uh, Fred is, I don't know his official title per <laughs> se, but uh, Fred and, and his mother, Hazel, do phenomenal work with WFGH Radio, which is out of Tulsa High School. Um, I know you see them every day, yeah. uh, Coach, and um, they provide a public service by keeping that radio station going because there are so many people in Wayne County that listen to 90.7, and now you know you're starting to add on some substations in the in the uh, other areas of the of the county as well, and um, really we can't do it without them. But it's kind of their vision and their hard work that makes it possible, and we thank them immensely. And, in fact, coming up in about uh, three minutes from right now, I believe, is a, is a special moment for, uh, for Fred Dameron. Am, am, I, am I correct? I believe, I believe Fred has to flip the calendar for himself. Fred will be celebrating his birthday coming up at midnight. And we do wish Fred a happy birthday. Paybacks are tough. That's right. You know, they he tortures us out here on the set at times almost. And uh, anytime we can get him back a little bit. And we funny. won't even tell which birthday it is. We won't go to that point. But, uh, Fred, happy birthday to you. And appreciate what you and, uh, and your mother Hazel do for us. And, uh... Uh, again, uh, take us out on Ryan next year. You notice he's giving us to you on the way out the door. No, 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 no. You could have waited on that because he still got too much time here. But uh, I want to quickly well, hey, go I through. Got a, I got a question. Yeah, let's go. I know you guys don't want to address it, but how old is he going to be? <laughs> I, hey, I'm leaving. I won't be back until next year. I can get away with that. 
Well, he's so old he'll forget by the time you're back <laughs> next year, so it'll be all good. But aren't I Methuselah? <laughs> well, I'll forget too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, we always enjoy having you in here, cause both times, always. But uh, anyway, uh, tomorrow, class single A championship game at noon. It's number two Ravenswood and number four Notre Dame. Class double A boy state championship game at 2.30. It is number Three, Chapmanville Regional, and number one, Fairmont Senior. And the AAA championship game tomorrow night at 7.15. It's number three, Huntington, and number one, Capital. And again, we also want to send out our congratulations to those girls' state champions from a week ago as well. It was so much fun to speak with Bonnie Lucas and Corey Hines and to know the, the enjoyment they got from winning state titles. Three more state titles handed out tomorrow, but it's more than a state championship. It's basketball. It's a sport that brings the community together, friends and family together, and has uh, created a lot of new friendships along the way as well. Doesn't matter how good or bad your season goes, you can still enjoy it. That'll do it for this season of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Be back next year. Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.